The views expressed on this episode of My Take Radio do not reflect the views, thoughts, or feelings of the My Take Radio staff, My Take Radio advertisers, or My Take Radio content partners. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. This coverage is live and uncensored, so if you have any small children present, you may want to have them leave the room. What's up, guys? My Take Radio, episode 308, presented by Rageworks, broadcasting live Wednesday, August 19th, 2015. I'm your host, Rich, and our call-in number is 347-324-3541. Again, our call-in number, 347-324-3541. If this is your first time tuning into My Take Radio, My Take Radio is a variety show covering mixed martial arts, professional wrestling, gaming, and entertainment. Our MMA and wrestling shows air every Wednesday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, and our gaming and entertainment shows air every uh, Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. So, I'm sure if you are joining us for the first time on mtrlive.com, you're going to notice a couple of changes. Uh, First and foremost, we are running a brand new streaming service called Restream.io, which we've been testing out for the last couple of broadcasts. We are still doing stuff with GFQ. Um, Andrew couldn't get us set up this evening, but we are running a stream via Restream.io, which actually sends our video to Twitch, uh, stream up, I believe YouTube Live, and a couple of other sources as well. So with that, you'll be able to see the show through Twitch if you're watching it via Xbox Live or PlayStation Plus. You can do it that way. You can also, of course, head over to mtrlive.com. Check it out that way, of course, and or go to the live tab on rageworks.net. Of course, audio versions of the show are available currently streaming live via Mixler. Plus, you can use our call-in number, 347-324-3541, and you'll be able to listen to the show that way. As always, if you do want to participate in the show, just hit option one and let Slick know you want to contribute to the show and we will bring you on board. Now, the other thing you may have noticed is a brand new chat room. Now, testing out this brand new chat room provided by Chatwing this week. We're going to test it out for the next seven days to see how it fares. Uh, Real easy to use. uh, Full login. You can log in as a guest and utilize any social media logins as well in order to participate in the show this evening. Again, We are testing it out for a week, so if you have any input, insight, or just any feedback about it whatsoever, by all means, 
feel free to sound off either in the chat room itself or reach out to me via social media. Let me know your thoughts. And like I said, we're either going to make we're either going to make it part of the show permanently or we're going to test out another service. Again, we're going to be using this chat application uh, for this week and for next Wednesday, I believe, is when our trial is up before we decide if we want to test out the other service. So, again, lots of ways to log into the chat, a couple of different social media logins. And, of course, you can always, if you want to maintain some anonymity, you can, but we'd prefer that I know who you are because I like to acknowledge people on air. Again, a lot of firsts for you guys if, if you're all new to this. Last but not least, archived episodes of the show, audio, are available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and of course on RageWorks.net. Video archives are available on two YouTube channels. First, on our My Take Radio channel, which is My Take Radio TV on YouTube. And last but not least, official RageWorks. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't. That way you can get access to all our latest shows on the RageWorks channel. We put unboxings, game trailers, assorted movie trailers, event coverage, you name it. Everything is going there. Uh, the My Take Radio YouTube channel is now relegated only to My Take Radio shows. Now, the next thing, and this was pretty big. It's been a pain in the ass to set up. We've been trying to merge our My Take Radio Facebook fan page with our RageWorks Facebook fan page. And the reason why is because it's, a, it's just a pain in the ass to, to have redundant stuff post on two pages. In addition to that, a lot of our fans are on both pages, so they are, in essence, seeing content twice. It's not fair to those guys. It definitely is something that has made our workflow a little more difficult than it usually is. But uh, after many, many back-and-forth exchanges with Facebook, finally, we actually did get approved to merge both pages, according to the email I received from Facebook, it will happen and be effective seven days from today. So the goal is that by August 26th, when we go live, uh, there will be one Facebook fan page that will house everything. My take radio shows, including uh, our flagship show, MTR, of course, Black is the New Black, the regular season sportscast, the Buried Show, plus all our other web content as well, and all of it will reside on RageWorks. All right, so that's pretty much the bulk of the housekeeping. Our broadcast schedule is pretty much unchanged for the next two weeks. Uh, first week of September, due to the Labor Day holiday, there may be uh, there may not be shows that week. We'll see what happens. Uh, something I am debating as of right now. If that changes, of course, I will let you guys know well in advance. All right, so with the housekeeping out of the way, what is on deck for tonight. Well, first off, MMA news, of course, things are a little light this week, so we're not going to go too crazy, but there's definitely more wrestling content this week. Number one, we got a huge weekend of wrestling here in New York City between our friends at House of Glory, Ring of Honor, NXT, SmackDown, SmackDown uh, SummerSlam, and Raw. It, it, it is a great time to be a wrestling fan here in the New York City area. So we're going to get into all of that. I'm going to give you guys my thoughts on Raw. Of course, the last Raw before SummerSlam. I will give you guys my picks for the SummerSlam card and for the NXT card as well. I believe I actually have that written down somewhere. So I'll give you guys my picks. 
I heard that uh, Jay Santi may call in, share his thoughts. Of course, Jay has been incredibly busy. Uh, him and his broadcast partner, the Keith, have been delivering you guys the regular season sportscast. We're kind of working out all the bugs there. I know some of you guys have reached out to me regarding the audio and, you know, the volume, sometimes a little higher, a little lower. We are working on it, uh, trying to get Jay acclimated to using our standard our standard stuff. He's uh, de- it's, a, it's a show that's definitely improving. I appreciate all the feedback that I've been receiving from you guys regarding both the regular season sport, sportscast and Black is the New Black. Uh, both teams, uh, Ben and Taylor and Jay and Keith, are killing it, and I'm glad that you guys are really enjoying the shows. It definitely shows with the numbers. Uh, shout out to Javon Lewis, who tunes into all the shows and throws a little love over to, of course, our colleagues at Black is the New Black and, of course, the team at the regular season sportscast. Now, for those of you that have asked about the Buried Show, I know that Quark and Blade are preparing to return back to school. I believe they may have already but I have a sneaking suspicion that you guys may see a buried show uh, post SummerSlam. Don't quote me on it. I know those guys, they got school and stuff, but I know some of you guys have been asking, so I figured I will. I would acknowledge that on air. Of course, if you have any direct feedback that you want to give those guys, feel free to reach out to them on Twitter. They will respond and get back to you and let you know what they think. All right, so that's where we're at. Let's get this ball rolling. And jump into this week's MMA, shall we? All right, on the MMA side of things, we are going to be talking about a lot of fight cards that have come together this week, a lot of really great fights on the horizon. For MMA fans, and I will get into that in a moment. I did want to, though, address what happened with Anderson Silva. If you guys remember last week, you know that I mentioned that Anderson Silva and Nick Diaz were both going before the Nevada State Athletic Commission and were going to be possibly suspended for a longer period of time, depending on the outcome of each hearing. Well, in Anderson Silva's case, you guys remember that I said that there was going to be a defense about a sexual stimulant that was part of the reason why Anderson Silva tested positive. So the crazy thing is he was he went before the commission. He received a 12-month suspension over his failed drug test. Uh, the Nevada State Athletic Commission voted unanimously to issue the year-long suspension for him testing positive. He was also fined, get this, $380,000. That's all of his win bonus and 30% of his $600,000 fight purse. Now, because of that, um, you know, he is also going to be responsible for the Nevada State Athletic Commission and their attorney and testing uh, attorney's fees and testing fees. Now, the interesting thing, and they made sure to put this out there is that Anderson Silva's suspension is retroactive to the day of the fight, which means that Anderson Silva, should he choose to, will be cleared to fight by January 31st of 2016. Of course, he'll have to provide a clear drug test before he is licensed. But with that said, we now have a firm 
uh, sentence, so to speak, for Anderson Silva's transgression, as well as the light at the end of the tunnel that he will be resuming active competition should he choose, because that's the interesting point, should he choose to on January 31st, 2016. <clears throat> now, a couple of things about this. Obviously, the the blemish on his career is something that many people are going to be speaking about for quite some time. But playing devil's advocate, if he did take some testing, uh, if he did take some stimulants that he shouldn't have taken and they did give him that blood test result, you know, at this point, you just got to take the suspension and eat it and keep it moving. It sucks, obviously, because we are losing another great marquee fighter that got caught up in the bullshit. But the real question now comes, it comes down to this. Anderson Silva by is going to be old. You know, he's obviously an older fighter. So it, does it make any sense for him to try and make an octagon comeback? Now, me being a fan of the sport and of Anderson Silva, I would like to see him fight one more time, even if that is his last fight and he retires after, uh, you know, after that particular fight, but I really would not like to see his career ended on that type of a sour note. Now, it's interesting because Anderson Silva's attorney was asking for leniency due to Anderson Silva's age and the absence of previous drug test failures. But, you know, he also went on to say that Silva denied knowingly taking any banned substances. Again, it's a case of, uh, you know, who the you know that side, the commission side, and the truth. We will never know. But I will say this. You know, the UFC, they issued a statement and they said, following the Nevada State Athletic Commission's hearing today, Anderson Silva is required to serve a 12-month suspension from competition retroactive from his last fight on January 31st. Of course, they made sure to throw that in there. At the conclusion of his suspension, Silva must present a clean test upon reapplication of a license before his next fight in Nevada. The UFC organization maintains a strict consistent policy against the use of any illegal and or performance enhancing drugs, stimulants or masking agents by its athletes and fully supports the commission's ongoing efforts to ensure clean competition by all MMA athletes. UFC recognizes Silva's great career and looks forward to his return to the octagon in 2016. So there you have it. A statement from the UFC and Anderson Silva may resume his uh, octagon career after January 31st. Whether he chooses to do so remains to be seen. But I'm going to pose this question in the Facebook group, in our RageWorks Facebook group. If Anderson Silva does resume competition, who would you like to see him fight when he returns to the octagon? Because any fight he's involved in is definitely must-see. So again, curious to see what you guys think. I'm going to post that in the RageWorks group after the show is over. Would love to hear your thoughts. Maybe we'll discuss them on air next week. Another fighter that's currently dealing with some drama, which I discussed last week as well and the week prior, was Travis Brown. Now, we all know that Travis Brown is currently uh, dealing with allegations of spousal, uh, excuse me, spousal abuse. MMA Fighting reported that Travis Brown will be out of action in the UFC until an investigation for domestic abuse is over. Um, obviously, UFC Tonight b broke the story and said that Brown's wife, fitness model Renee Webb, 
posted pictures on Instagram with bruises on her arm and said Brown was responsible. She wrote, probably one of the hardest decisions I've ever made was walking away from this life and starting over. I'm still ashamed to uh, I'm still ashamed for staying as long as I did. Hashtag domestic violence awareness. So uh, definitely interesting to see that uh, uh, what that does for the sport by and large is crazy just because Travis Brown is a, a very, very talented prospect in the heavyweight division. And to have these allegations derail his career is unfortunate. But if true, you got to cut the guy loose because obviously that definitely cannot be tolerated in this sport, especially as Dana White and the rest of the organization, excuse me, the rest of the organization strive for legitimacy. So we'll see how that pans out. Obviously, once I hear more, I will let you guys know the details. So the other news of the week, a lot of fights coming together. Chris Weidman, Luke Rockhold is a go as the co-main event for UFC 194. UFC 194 goes down December 12th in Vegas. The main card, of course, on pay-per-view, the prelims on Fox Sports 1 and Fight Pass. Also, another fight that is now official, I'm sure Ben is going to be happy about this, is Yoel Romero finally facing off against Jacare Souza. That fight, of course, is a fight that will be watched with much interest because there is rumors and speculation floating around that the winner of that fight may challenge the winner of Chris Weidman and Luke Rockhold. Not 100% confirmed, but definitely something to keep an eye on as well. Now, the other card that was finalized was UFC 191, which is September 5th. That is a solid, solid card. Uh, Demetrius Johnson taking on John Dodson for the flyweight title. Andre Olofsky, Frank Mir, Anthony Rumble Johnson taking on Jimmy Manua, uh, Corey Anderson taking on Jan Blaskowitz, and Alex Chambers taking on the uh, surging superstar Paige Van Zant. Now, obviously, I threw that I threw that little line in there because they 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 want Paige Van Zant to succeed and be the face of the organization so badly that. Um, it may bite them in the ass if Alex Chambers, who is you know a pretty accomplished fighter, derails that train. On Fox Sports 1, Paul Felder, Ross Pearson, John Lineker squaring off against Francisco Rivera. Liz Carmouche was supposed to be facing Raquel Pennington, but that has changed due to injury. And also Clay Collar taking on Tiago Tratter. Last but not least, on the prelims, on Fight Pass, Joe Riggs is taking on Ron Stallings. And uh, Nazareno Malagari is taking on Joaquin Silva. Again, that card goes down September 5th. Now, we've all spoken about, and this includes callers of the show, myself and other staff, about the use of marijuana in the UFC and how many people feel that marijuana is not a performance-enhancing drug. Now... If you are a seasoned MMA fan, you know you probably know that Joe Rogan is a um, pretty pretty public supporter of marijuana usage. Um, numerous interviews you can find on him acknowledging that he has no issue with the use of marijuana. Now, the troubling thing is that while everyone knows that and Joe Rogan has acknowledged that, it's never been something of an issue. Now, the thing that may ruffle a lot of feathers in the organization is that Joe Rogan on his podcast said the following. Here's the weird thing about uh, about martial arts. A tremendous amount 
of UFC fighters smoke pot. I mean a massive amount. Where it is a huge issue for them is when it involves drug tests. They have to stop smoking weed for the last four weeks or so to pass drug tests. More UFC fighters smoke pot than don't smoke pot. So uh, very, very strong words from Joe Rogan regarding marijuana use in the UFC. I'm sure that the organization did not take too kindly to Joe Rogan publicly acknowledging that a large percentage of fighters in the organization smoke weed. I mean, let's let's not kid ourselves. We joke about the Diaz brothers on a pretty consistent basis with regards to their um, their 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 appreciation of of marijuana. And you know, we joke about it quite a bit. Uh, you know, guys that have been cut from from the sport for their constant marijuana uh, test positive you know positive test for marijuana. We've we've talked about that as well. It's just crazy that Joe Rogan would just pretty much throw the gauntlet down. And and sound off on it. I have no issue, like I said, with fighters smoking weed. I mean, there's worse shit out there. But the crazy thing is that Joe Rogan pretty much just kicked everybody in front of the bus. Now, letting letting acknowledging publicly that these guys got to stop smoking weed four weeks before to not test positive. I'm sure the commission is going to be looking at that that statement very very carefully. It was just that it was just something interesting for me to hear. I mean, again, Joe Rogan runs probably one of the best podcasts on the web. And I not only say this because I'm a fan of him, of his stand up, a fan of his work in the UFC, but some of the stuff they speak about on the podcast is is crazy. Sometimes we it's deep, insightful. Uh, sometimes you come away learning from it. Uh, his views on on hunting and, and how he uses hunting to pretty much stuff his refrigerator is it particularly interesting for me, uh, being someone who is extremely carnivorous, appreciates, uh, you know, an elk burger, ostrich burger, you know, wild boar, et cetera, et cetera, kangaroo. I have, I have, I have no issues with any of this stuff. So it's, it's interesting to listen to, you know, guys like Joe Rogan talk about the process, hunting the animal, breaking the animal down, you know, the different stuff they cook with it. I, I you know, with various animals that he's caught. I, I appreciate that. It's 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 pretty cool for me, but like I said, aside aside from my opinion on the podcast, it's just interesting that he would share that much insight into the sport and divulge, you know, how long fighters are taking uh, before you know the weed gets out of their system for them to be tested. Again, something that you can, you know, you can definitely have your own opinions on, but it was just like I said, interesting to hear from Joe Rogan directly. All right, now. We have a fight card this weekend. It's UFC Fight Night 74 taking place in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. Try saying that three times fast. Uh, pretty solid card on paper, and usually the cards that look solid on paper most times do deliver. Uh, the main card, Max Holloway taking on Charles Oliveira is your main event. Co-main, Neil Magny taking on Eric Silva. Josh Berkman is taking on... Canadian standout, as always, when a Canada card is announced. Patrick Cote. Chad Laprise is taking on Francisco Trinaldo. Um, Olivier Mercier is taking on Tony Sims. And Valerie Latourneau will be taking on uh, Marina Moroz. Also, on the prelims, those are on fo- the prelims for Fox Sports 1. Pretty pretty solid card there. The opening prelim fight is uh, Frankie Perez and Sam Stout. Those uh those prelim fights, like I said, Fox Sports 1, 7 p.m. Main card, Fox Sports 1, 
9 p.m. So if you want to get into some UFC fighting this weekend, you're going to head to Fox Sports 1 and check out that card. Like I said, it's not a super crazy card, but there's a lot of exciting fighters on there that are going to definitely deliver some solid, solid bouts. Now, a card I've been watching with much interest because it's it's been changing quite a bit has actually received a lot of fights that that have been making this a card that should be checked out. Now that card, of course, UFC 192. Now the main event for that card: Daniel Cormier, Alexander Gustafson, Colmain, Ryan Bader taking on Rashad Evans. Also on that card, Johnny Hendricks squaring off against Tyron Woodley. Jessica I will be taking on Juliana Pena. Uh, Sean Jordan's on that card. Joseph Benavidez will be taking on Ali Baganoff. Now, the card, the, the fight that tripped me out, only because I know that it's going to be an exciting, exciting fight, is Rose Namajunas taking on Angela Hill. Of, of course, both ladies were on The Ultimate Fighter and had incredible performances for different reasons. Obviously, Rose Namajunas being the favorite, Angela Hill with her aggressive Muay Thai striking were both beloved by fans of the show and always spoken about in 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 a positive light i mean i I felt both ladies have had tremendous potential on the show and continue to exhibit it as the show went on and now that they are part of the uh, part of that division and part of the sport by and large i'm always excited to see both those ladies fight like i said angela hill uh her muay thai striking is always always exciting to watch. She always tries to go out there and give fans a show. Rose Namajunas, of course, um, always impresses an incredible amount of highlights in her resume. I think it's going to be a fight that's going to steal the show, and I'm glad to see it added to a card that on paper is definitely looking like a can't-miss card. Now, as I mentioned before, Liz Carmouche was supposed to be taking on Raquel Pennington. She had to withdraw from injury, and um, I believe a new opponent was announced that's taking her place, but I did not get a chance to get the name of the fighter before we went on air, but I will definitely mention it next week. Uh, One other fight that I wanted to put out there that was announced that I'm extremely excited for, Mark Hunt will be taking on Antonio Bigfoot Silva. Now, you guys know that the last time these two guys squared off, it was ridiculous so to hear that these guys are going to get back in the cage one more time and square off you cannot miss this now this card is going down uh this fight's going down at ufc 193 which is taking place november 15th in melbourne australia now the thing about it is due to the time difference the show is going to air in the u.s on november 14th now if you guys remember bigfoot and the Super Samoan fought at UFC Fight Night 33 and delivered what many considered, including yours truly, the best fight, the the best heavy, uh, the best heavyweight fight in MMA history. The fight ended in a majority draw, and of course, after that event, Antonio Silva tested positive for elevated testosterone levels and was suspended for nine months. So Mark Hunt, as a result of that, ended up receiving uh, Bigfoot Silva's $50,000 bonus, but that doesn't mean anything. All that matters is that these guys are going to go out there and deliver an amazing, amazing fight. Also, the main event for that card, Robbie Lawler and Carlos Condit. So again, definitely a solid, solid two fights to keep an eye on for UFC 193. 
I'm pumped for Antonio Bigfoot Silva and Mark Hunt. I know Mark Hunt is definitely looking for redemption and making sure to stamp his fist on the side of Easter Island Head's face. Now, I don't dislike Antonio Bigfoot Silva, but, you know, to have that sort, that epic of a fight with Mark Hunt and then piss hot with elevated testosterone levels, definitely not something that I personally, as a fan, enjoy. I mean, it was it was fucked up. Like I said, they delivered what was considered, by and large, one of the best heavyweight fights. If you haven't seen it, please do so. YouTube that shit. I wish I could, uh, I could play it on air. Obviously, don't want to get in trouble with the UFC, but look for it on YouTube. I'm sure it's there. It is tremendous. Anyway, with that last bit of news, that is going to wrap up the MMA for this week. As I said, I've been uh, deliberating about possibly doing MMA every two weeks or when there are fight cards or you know extreme MMA news that need to be addressed only because we have weeks like this where there's not a lot going on, but I do want to keep you guys informed. I'm not going to pull the trigger on that, though, till September when I make a firm decision. But as I mentioned a couple of weeks back, it's something I have been debating. All right. So that is going to wrap up the MMA news for this week. With that, we switch gears and head into this week's wrestling news. Booker T, take us away. We want the gold, sucker. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. Now, wrestling this week, as I said, there's so much going on uh, between Ring of Honor, TNA Impact, NXT, Raw, SmackDown. Plus, when I try to watch the New Japan on Access and I'm trying to catch up on all my Lucha Underground, which I've actually been um, DVRing the Spanish language versions just because the, those are, that's the only way I can watch it on my TV without either looking for highlights on YouTube or trying to find, uh, you know, video from the show from alternative sources. The fact remains that this is a tremendous, tremendous week for wrestling fans. I know they had a, an event at MCU Park today with the Brooklyn Cyclones and WWE superstars. I believe Ryback was there, Fandango, Charlotte, and they were doing a signing, giving away stuff. Uh, definitely very, very cool stuff going on in New York this week if you are a wrestling fan. But before we get into the wrestling news of the week, I want to talk about Raw. I know that Jay was going to be calling in as well. And, of course, I want to give you guys my picks for SummerSlam and for NXT. But before we do that, let us talk about Raw this week, which was it was surprisingly solid. Now, as I've said before, there are instances when the show before the pay-per-view is amazing from top to bottom, then there are other instances where it's okay. I do believe that this week's episode of Raw definitely held it down. And the reason I say that is because they not only succeeded in generating an incredible amount of buzz for Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker, but we had some pretty solid wrestling as well. Of course, the first thing that needed to be addressed was SummerSlam. And of course, the authority comes out there. Uh, does the hard sell, plugs all the matches, and lets us know that the Daily Show's former host, 
Jon Stewart, will be hosting SummerSlam this Sunday. I'm sure that there's going to be some amusing and interesting highlights due to Jon Stewart's involvement. Obviously, Jon Stewart being a wrestling fan and his interactions with numerous superstars are going to keep SummerSlam very, very lighthearted when it comes to the hosting duties. Now, obviously, that's not to say that the matches themselves are lighthearted, but uh, Jon Stewart's involvement is definitely going to make things interesting and definitely amusing. I, I felt that Seth Rollins' appearance on The Daily Show did more for Seth Rollins than it did for The Daily Show just because it showed that Seth Rollins is very, very good when interacting with the media. And with a guy like Jon Stewart who plays off of it so well, it was definitely enjoyable. And I'm sure we're going to get stuff like that throughout the broadcast this Sunday. Now, as for the matches themselves, I'm not going to, like, I, like I've always said, and I'm trying to do, I'm not going to go into incredible detail, but we know that we're going to get a, a mixture of matches comprised of all the participants on the card. No shocker, the first match of the night, Randy Orton and Cesaro taking on Sheamus and Kevin Owens. Now, the thing about this match is that the match was, was good. It was decent to get the ball rolling. The problem is that these guys, even before their respective matches were announced for SummerSlam, we were seeing them mix it up practically every week. And again, I'm all for Cesaro getting TV time. I have no problem with this. I'm all for Kevin Owens getting TV time. I got no problem with this. But the fact remains that you're going to want to have uh, some different matches. Like I said, the WWE roster is big enough that some of these other superstars could mix it up before their matches on pay-per-view. There's no necessity. There's no, and I've said it before, giving us the constant tag matches and fatal four ways and whatever, whatever different dynamics you want to get in there to get participants in matches. Sometimes it does more harm than good. In this case, I feel that Cesaro and Kevin Owens have mixed it up so well in all their matches thus far that anything else sprinkled throughout different broadcasts is just taking away from what we want to see. And that's a pay-per-view quality match from both guys. Again, I know they work. I know those guys are workhorses and you know, you're going to get good matches out of them, but going so often to the well, uh, you know, going to the well so often is in my opinion, doing a little bit more harm than good. Again, that's just me. Now, Roman Reigns and Luke Harper, again, another match. We know that the Wyatts are squaring off against Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, but I do feel that the overall dynamic, again, just, just constantly throwing out those numerous combinations is, is to it. And I've said it before, taking away from the match to a degree. Um, I've just been informed that Jay is on the line, so I'm going to have him actually come through and uh, give me the assist for the wrestling segment this week. Mr. Santi, what's up? Yo, Jay, are you there? Jay Santi, are you alive? Oh, he was there. We'll come back to him. I hear him in the background possibly eating cookies or something. Uh, definitely, uh, I'll, I'll go back in there and see if Jay is ready. Uh, now Slick is no longer in there. Hmm. Interesting. All right. We'll get back to it when, when Slick gets his bearings and Jay gets on the phone. Anyway, as I was saying, you know, Raw Raw as a whole has been surprisingly solid and Roman Reigns, Luke Harper, 
much like I said with the first match, I feel that we've we've seen it again and again and again and again. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Luke Harper. On the contrary, he's a great big man, works really well, and, you know, he really helped out Roman Reigns. He gave Roman Reigns a lot to go on. And, um, you know, the thing that got me was the fact that I have the suspicion, and I mentioned this to Slick earlier in the week, that Roman Reigns is going to be betrayed by Dean Ambrose and is going to join the Wyatts. I don't know why, but it really, really feels that way. And part of it is because they've been teasing so much the the aspect of family and brothers and brotherhood and, and you know, fighting wars together and fighting side by side. And to see that leads me to believe that there is a chance, you know, that we're going to get that. We may get that. Now, do I want to see that? No. And the reason I say this is because Roman Reigns, for as much as people hate him or hate the way that he's been pushed, he's becoming the guy that gets betrayed on a regular basis. And we don't want that either. I think that having Dean Ambrose working alongside Roman Reigns has done tremendous things for him as a performer. Not only is the crowd into him and doesn't hate his guts, but the dynamic between him and Dean Ambrose has a little bit of that APA vibe, you know, a little bit of that Bradshaw and Farouk vibe, drinking beers, fighting. I, I see that. I see that dynamic there, and part of that comes from genuine friendship and really, really good chemistry. And for them to drop the ball... And, and pull the trigger and possibly turn Ambrose on him would just be stupid booking at this point. That would, all the stuff that they did to undo everyone's hatred for Roman Reigns is going to get tossed on Dean Ambrose now because both guys work so well together. Anyway, I've just been informed that Jay is back in the queue. So let's see if I can bring him in. Jay, what's going on? Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. I hear you loud and clear. I didn't want to have to deal with audio issues over the phone. We we're having we we're already having issues with our radio show, so we just want to make sure that the phone issue will be cleared up quicker. Well, it's fun. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you say that because before we went on air, I was mentioning that you know the the you guys, you and Keith, have been doing such a great job, and you know we've been getting positive feedback on Twitter. I've been receiving feedback from people that have been checking out the shows. And, you know, people have made their, their mentions of it, but they understand it's growing pains, and you guys are working through it, so, um, you know, no biggie. No, that's all right, because we, we're, we're, already, um, we're already on cue to hiring Scott the Engineer from Howard Stern's show and the <laughs> Dan Nats from the Dan Patrick show. So we're going to have them uh, help us clear everything up. There you go. I'll take it. I'll take it. So uh, before I brought you in, I was starting to go through Raw, and I figure we'll go through it together, but mm-hmm. I was saying that the first two opening matches as much as they want to try and build up SummerSlam it just feels like it's way too way too repetitive every week like you have a roster of you know 200 guys I understand that you want to get those guys working together before the pay-per-view but it's taking away from the match by and large do you agree well yeah because to me what I'm taking it as now is that they, you know, now they're starting to look at where the money's going to be at when it comes to these, you know, the four major pay-per-views. That's why, you know, we're going to four hours, which I was going to ask you, 
Do you believe that this is the right time for a SummerSlam to be a four-hour show? Like, we're, we're already seeing the booking, and the booking is a little bit... Man, look, we have four tag team matches out of nine right. on, this car, on this car. So do you feel like, like this, is, this is the right time for them to do a four-hour um, pay-per-view well, with I'm, SummerSlam? Well, it's, it's funny you bring that up, and I'm actually glad you did, and I'll tell you why. Have you noticed... And, and and this is going to lead to my response, that JBL has actively done on Raw broadcast holding up a sign that a pay-per-view on cable is fifty four ninety nine versus nine ninety nine on the network. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've, I've, I've actually been doing my math, which is horrible, but I, I, I with all that, I'm trying to compute how many minutes like how many dollars per minute that actually computes to for the pay per view? Right, but fifty four ninety nine is amazing. Right, and that's the crazy thing, you know. When you go into fifty four and sixty four, depending on if you're doing standard definition or HD, for the WWE to actively throw and you know to actually actively throw a bomb at pay per view is crazy because it's built, it's made them so much money. Like that's when you know Vince McMahon is a bold dude. When he essentially says, don't give the cable company your money and just give it to us directly. That's a, dude, that's a ballsy <laughs> no shame, move. No shame. No shame whatsoever. It's like, hey, you want to give the cable company 50 bucks, and guess what? We get a portion of that. How about you just give us the 10 bucks? We'll put it to better use. But, and, and, and I'm also looking at it in hindsight that for some of – I think SummerSlam is – one of those that would have built up to be the four-hour show. But as um, uh, my, my light-skinned brother here, Josie's boy, the artist, shameless plug right here, my artist, my, my artist brother here would say, Royal Rumble would seem to be the more logical one to go four hours as well. I, because I, that would be the one I would kickstart the pay-per-view because there's so much you could have yeah. done in Royal Rumble. No, I understand and I agree with you, but the the thing is, and this is what gets me, you got the John Stewart involvement. You have any other matches that they may decide, hey, we're just going to throw these in for no reason whatsoever. I think the four hours are being done to avoid those instances where they got to cut matches short. Right. And I figured if you're already doing it on the network, if the shit is four hours or not four hours, it's not hurting anybody. You know what I mean? Like when you buy a pay-per-view for 55 bucks, you know... That from eight to eleven or seven to eleven, you got to make sure to watch it from start to finish because maybe you'll get a replay depending on your provider. Maybe you won't. With the network, they're like, "Fuck it, we'll give them four hours and they can watch it when they feel like it." Right. I just figure uh, that they're they're accounting for, like I said, John Stewart's involvement, which means we're going to get skits. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you know, filler, much much filler. Right. You know, we're going to go to the panel at least twice, maybe three times. Oh, we're right. here with our SummerSlam panel. Book a tea. How do you feel about this? And, you know, well, we're going to go to the, the Legends Well. Exactly. The Legends Well. Legends are going to show up and, and speak to Jon Stewart from time to time. Exactly. And, you know, Book a tea will be like, well, you know, he was in my Fab Five this week. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, typical book. Like, I've realized that when you look at that, Booker T is pretty much almost always going to say almost the same thing every pay-per-view. 
So, it, it, you know, I, I, I think I've come to a point where since they have the Spanish announced team, they have the, the main show team. Right. I'm going to say that they, they're going to be, they probably want to have the black table and just put Booker T and, and R Truth there and just like have their part in BET and just have to do announcements for oh BET my God. on. Well, you know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny? It's funny you said that because they're doing, there's uh, rumblings and there's video floating around of an NXT kids show where kids are going to do oh. commentary. You know, and that's fine again because if the networks if, if the network goes and creates a Saturday morning block with kid centric programming, then guess what you're getting? More money. So I can just imagine kids doing commentary and it, going in that route. They could just do like a special edition uh, of Raw for I don't know MTV and and BET, and the commentators are Booker T and R Truth. Uh, yeah, let's just spread it. Let's just spread it organically across every any any yep. type of genre, age demographic, and oh race. yeah, absolutely just cover everything. <laughs> just just see our truth, yo man. Did you see that he straight kicked that dude in the grill right before the pinfall? I'm like that finisher made me want to do the nay nay. Yep. <laughs> just have our oh my oh my god, and, and then just have like different commentators tying into whatever network they're on. Uh, this week's broadcast team will be R Truth, Booker T, and Meek Mill. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come out with the Undertaker theme, and then they'll just like stop it short. Yep, like, this song is not is prohibited by all laws. And <laughs> yep, you. Know, but that's what I mean. Like, like we're looking, we're looking at a at a network, and people automatically complain. And this goes back to what you said couple of months back the people just sometimes they just shit for the sake of shitting on stuff it's like yo you want you you guys oh nxt's doing a kid show so what you know it's like oh uh, you know why because everybody everybody has this belief that that wwe not wrestling in a whole be from the other promotions it's a, just wwe in a whole needs to be this adult orientated program like oh now we're doing kid stuff uh, it's like you know listen if you're not into that wwe you know family friendly thing you know what then don't watch anymore that's it. well just, just move on there's other promotions for you to watch just just move away well i got one for you stephanie mcmahon said in an interview recently she said that nxt was created for fans that aren't that aren't appreciative of our mainstream product like they're acknowledging, hey, we made NXT for you fuckers, for you complainy bastards. But what? I mean, when you say, I mean, to, I would think that's a little bit of a degrading thing to say about the product as well. I don't because it's just basically. I, I just think it's basically saying, listen, for you lunkheads who can't freaking get over the fact of who we are, we gave you what is it that you know you want. You know, I, and just basically like giving you a lower grade version of what we have. Well, no, I understand you saying that, and on the surface, that's the first response you get. But think about this: the bulk of people that are quote unquote longtime wrestling fans will complain about too many skits or too many back backstage segments or matches that are too short or not enough character development. So we're gonna give you some shit. Where in one hour, you get maybe three matches, half a skit, and, and, and a fuckload of character development. Are you happy now? 
<laughs> you know? No, because then they'll still, they'll all remember the, the, the IWC will still find something to complain about. Oh, why are they putting this character that this gimmick down our throat? Oh, Baron Corbin is horrible. Oh, so, you know, they'll yeah, well, something to bitch well, about. Well, well let's, not, let's not fucking kid ourselves, dude. Baron Corbin is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> let's not. Let's not. I'm afraid, I'm afraid the reason why he's only having ten second matches is because he can't pull together at least a two minute match. Dude, it's That's like it's shit. like it's like listen, Krang body, go out there and get and and you know what the problem is? I and I felt bad about it too because you know you do a little digging to try and learn about the performers and I saw he played NFL football. He was a big dude, a big dude. Right. So you know for to, to get himself into WWE shape, he lost a ton of weight. So obviously his crang face on his stomach is a result of loose skin. But it's just like, <laughs> yo, it looks like a face. Like at least have your tights come up a little fucking higher. So it doesn't oh, look. Give him a singlet. Give him that, 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 that Undertaker singlet yeah, over man, like, under the pants look. Yeah, just like I don't want to see. But Shredder, I'm coming to fight Samoa Joe <laughs> at NXT. <laughs> like I don't want to see that. I want to see that. Get your shit together. And it's true. His 10-second matches, we're going to find out what type of a dude he is because Samoa Joe is going to test the shit out of him. Oh, and I and I would I really am looking forward to how um, Joe is going to try to put, put over some of this guy's moves. Yep. Because in all honesty, this should be a shellacking. Like, Joe should really should go in that match, and I know the crowd is going to be pissed, angry about it, but F it. He should win a match in 10 seconds over Baron Corbin. Oh, I would love that. the same treatment. Dude, I'd love that the bell rings, Baron Corbin goes to do the end of days, and he just gets, he reverses it into the into, into the coquina clutch and chokes him unconscious again. <laughs> I'd give anything for that. But Well-deserved freaking payback you, for the, everyone who's ever fought well, Baron Corbin. <laughs> no, nah, it's true, man. But ju- just, to, just to jump back into this, I did want to say that the Divas Revolution, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because grouping these these women together into these stables is both a gift and a curse. You may agree, you may not. The reason is because it feels like we're seeing the same matches every week instead of them competing against each other. Like, why right. can't Naomi and Sasha Banks have a match? Why can't Paige have a match with Becky Lynch? Why can't Paige have a match with Charlotte? You know, why can't Tamina have a match with uh, Naomi? No, we're too busy, you know, recycling the same shit. Yeah, because what it, it, what they're trying to do is they're trying to prep you, meaning the WWE Universe, to see, well, you can imagine them in singles competition now. Wait till we see them all battle in one ring together. Which, honestly, I think it's total shit, because if you wanted to, you could have booked them separately and had somebody fight or even put a triple threat match for the Divas Championship because that belt needed to be defended on SummerSlam. I'm sorry. Yep, I agree you're 100%. Letting this girl, you're letting Nikki just walk and try to get this freaking record, Divas record that nobody gives a shit about. Right. They're, but, they're, they're letting her walk away with that shit. Yeah, dude, but that's because they're spiteful as fuck. Remember when, when Brock Lesnar left? And he was the youngest champion at the time, and they just went and put the belt on Orton. Remember that? Yeah. Same deal, dude. Like, that's just how that company works. You know what I mean? It's like, no. And then, they, you know, then they're all sitting there just, like, nibbling at the social, like, ha-ha, AJ left, whatever the case may be. 
fuck it, Nikki's going to have the belt. And everybody's like, who cares? Like, nobody really cares. Just defend the belt. Even if she wins, championships should be defended at pay-per-views. Well, here's the funny thing. There was a rumor floating around, and obviously you can, you you know, it's Wrestling Observer and a lot of other sites picked it up, that they're debating creating Divas tag team titles. And when I heard that, I said, you motherfuckers can't even put matches together for the one belt. <laughs> like, 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 what are you going to do? Do that so that the Bellas can have two other belts? Like, let, well, think and, about it. <laughs> well, you're the type, you're, you know, you've always been, like, the type that thinks that, you know, you're on, a, on the fence when it comes to oversaturation with belts and what's too much and what's too little. Right. And, you know, we've, we've had this debate back and forth, whatever. Right. And granted, I believe there should be like some type of diva tag team belt. You know, I remember when like the jumping, like the jumping bomb angels back in the eighties had the belts, and you know, Velvet McIntyre and you know them had it. But like you said, they can't even square up and have a decent match for one belt. So now you're gonna put them in shit matches for tag team belts. they probably they probably Joby, didn't Joby, learn Joby's anything. Voice says, keep it on NXT. <laughs> there you go. Keep that shit on NXT. But let's let's even go a step further. Let's let's talk about a promotion that did that not too long ago. TNA. Hey, knockouts tag team titles. Remember those? Oh yeah, they got defended for like three months, and not even <laughs> because I think when we last left off, the beautiful people were holding them. If I can, if we, I, can we make a can we can we can we make a trip to. You know, a sweepstakes to to a, for any winner, and we could send them to the championship graveyard. <laughs> like Seriously, all the non-existent belts anymore, and, just, <laughs> and that's exactly where they're going. And they're gonna go in like three months. Well, the worst part was that when I, when I heard it, I said, you know what? It'd be kind of cool, especially since they're creating fucking factions every week. But right. in thinking about it, I said to myself, they'd probably put it on the fucking Bellas first, because that's just how it goes. <laughs> like, of like, hey, they're a of biological course. tag team. Let's just put the belts on them first. No, Kareem got a hell of a check just for doing that one. Seriously, and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Like, like Josie Boy said, I'd, I'd, even, I'd put that shit on NXT just to see if it even works. Just to see if it works. Don't put it on Raw. You guys have three hours of television. You can barely get, you know, nine matches in a night. Barely. Yeah, so I, I'm not I'm not really a big fan of the of this this divas match. Like I, I really uh, I, I'm I'm really gonna be particular by watching it because I'm gonna see I'm I'm not even gonna look to see who does the the the, the high spots or the better moves because we already know who's the performers. Yeah, I'm we've seen out that. See who's gonna fuck it up more? Well, here's the thing. That's what I'm looking out for. And I'm glad you brought that up. I was watching Becky Lynch and Tamina's match, and it it pains me so much. That I want Tamina to be a better wrestler. Like, I'm like, yo, you are a force. You're probably the biggest chick there. Like, have you seen, like, when Sasha Banks stands next to her? It's like, it's like a WNBA player standing next to a cheerleader. It's crazy. It's like, yo, Tamina, Tamina's gonna make a big match out of her, and that'll be it. Like, it's, and, and what bothers me about it, is that Tamina just can't get it together in the ring for as big as she is. You know what I mean? Like, you, you ever used to always goof at a kid and when you were in school that was so big but moved awkwardly? Oh, please. I do it at work now. There you go. 
but that's her. Like, she just moves awkwardly, and it's not like big show lumbering movement. It's just the fact that you can tell that she's just not comfortable in there. Well, this 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 actually goes into that argument in which, like, you know, Vince Russo and Kevin Dunn have been saying for a while and, and that they're saying you know, WWE can't produce an in-house type of star because, you know, whatever development they're having, they can't get them to perform in the ring properly. Like, to me, it's like in-house type that she can't be that dominant person. That can be. This, produ- this is actually what, like, solidifies their argument. She yep. goes into that ring. She should be tearing house. Like, when, 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 when Beth Phoenix left, when, uh, you know, we had that type of when, when, when Karma was no longer there. Like right. She should have been like the next powerhouse that came in here and was going to be sweeping the Divas division out. I agree but, 100%. And the problem was that she came in before the NXT project became what right. it is today. You know? The only thing that we remembered her from is when... The Usos ran into the ring, and she was there accompanying them, and they did the three splash on everyone who yep, was in the ring, that was and it. it's like, fizz out. But here's, here's the thing that got, got me. They, they put up a picture on Instagram recently of another, of another young lady. Her name, I believe, is Lena, fin- I think it's Finney, and she's related to The Rock, too. And it's like, she's a bigger Tamina. By the way, I just figured out that not only you are related to The Rock, but myself. We're yep. related to The Rock by like one sixteenth of <gasps> Samoan because apparently anybody who's associated to wrestling is related to The Rock. But it, it's crazy because I saw her and I'm like, oh, okay, this is the girl. But you know what it was? They they had like a headshot, and I said, okay, so it's uh, it's Roman Reigns if he was a girl, and um, not clowning the way the chick looks, just the fact that. She she has the Roman Reigns structure, so I said to myself, "All right, she's probably just a regular, you know, regular, regular diva." Then I saw her standing next to some other uh, young lady who's in NXT, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like, where did they find you? Like, <laughs> you, like it's terrible to say, but it's like that's a huge bitch, you know, like." like that's, <laughs> Like that's I'm what ready you... for that sound drop. Oh. I gotta get, I gotta get that one for our show. But oh, it's like, she, she was just standing around the freaking basketball gym, the catching freaking rebounds, and somebody said, "You need to be a wrestler." That's yeah, it. She, this, she, basketball is not for you. You need to be a wrestler. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I see, I see, Tamina, and I'm like, all right, you got another Samoan, uh, another Samoan girl in there, but. Again, it's like if they're going to come out and it's going to look like, you know, robot legs on the way out there, it's like, it's like, oh, my God, just don't do it. Like, Tamina, if they were smart, they'd send her back to NXT. Right, because, you know, with, with, uh, with dumbass redhead, she made her way back to – well, she made her way to NXT because – we already knew she needs a lot of development, and I hate the promos and commercials they have it for her. Uh, the fact of she was once a fan favorite. When? Yeah, never. When was she a fan favorite? Yeah, that's not happening. It's like here's here's the problem. <laughs> here's here's the problem. Eva Marie has all the tools 
to she is Maurice. She is the Maurice of uh, of of the of the new era. Long hair, easily hateable, looks like a million dollars, has the intelligence of a fucking grapefruit. Yeah, it's 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 all there. All the all the all fruit the tenants. I was gonna say I was gonna say fruit fly. Fruit fly. We gotta all, fruit fly. All the tenants are there. <laughs> you know, all the tenants of 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 you know new uh you know new Eva Marie coming out and the fans are into her. No. It's like, yeah, she went down to NXT to prove that she's blah 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 and all read everything. It's like listen, the only selling point is that she looks like a human mannequin. She is like, like the official brat. She's a, a human brat doll. Yep, she is a human brat doll. She is a, a and, and and it's like she's a mannequin like the mannequin movies that comes to life. That's it. Like when daylight comes, <laughs> you find her back in the window, and she's being taken care of by a black guy with with braids and a very extravagant wardrobe. Mark mark it on this day that the boss said it. WWE Pictures is going to make Mannequin remake, and it's going to be with Eva Marie and R Truth as the gay black guy from the movie. Oh man, that would be <laughs> tremendous! <laughs> tremendous! I would give. I I'd actually watch that shit. I genuinely would. I would watch it. I'd watch it. Daytime comes, and it's just Eva Marie looking like a mannequin, even though you know she already is one. But she's just standing in a window outside of like. You know, WWE New York, which WWE doesn't even exist. Headquarters or whatever. Oh, my God. It, it was just terrible, which, um, you know, again, Tamina, she's she's serviceable. She does what she does, but she just looks like you're putting her in there with Becky Lynch, who's an accomplished wrestler. You're putting her in there with Charlotte. You're putting her in there with girls that are going to make her look like she doesn't belong. Because you know who else doesn't belong when she wrestles in there? Brie Bella. Oh. I think she's. I think she's ready for retirement. Like I think she is generally just saying, "Look, I'm gonna write out this contract. I'm ready to go to Seattle. I'm ready to go to Washington. Have kids. I'm just. I'm good to go. I'm ready to just go." I, I'm serious though. Like she's Bree... gonna send her out to pasture. Like literally, she's gonna be sent out to pasture. Well, you know what the thing is? It's like you see her, and you say to yourself, "Hey, Nikki Bella is supposed to be the least talented out of the two of you because breast implants." But once, once, yeah, exactly. you know, but that, but then I watch, I've been watching wrestling. I'm like, yo, how's Nikki Bella improving in the ring? And you're like regressing. Yeah, I really don't. I really think she's going out there and just saying, listen, I'm, it's whatever. It's you crazy. Guys, it's, 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 I'm just done. I really am done. Let me just get, get get me out of here as soon as possible. Yeah, like like it's like she went in that match. I think it was was it with Charlotte one week, and me and my wife were watching this match unfold, and I'm like, "Yo, how do you look like a rookie in this match? How's that possible?" She's 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 just, she's she's already made up her mind that you know WWE says listen we're not going to renew your contract she was just like thank you lord oh what, you know the it the wrestling gods thank you wrestling gods well i got i got one thing for you how many times are we going to see mark henry and rusev like mark henry oh. mark henry is essentially the uh, the booster seat for lana 
not only that, he from what I've learned recently, which I which I I really was shocked to to even remember, was that every belt that Mark Henry has ever had has been retired. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I just They're all gone. He's like the the killer of all belts. The thing that bothers me and disturbs me the most <laughs> is the fact that again, in a in a roster full of subpar big wrestlers. Mark Henry is relegated to getting his ass whooped every week. And he's not even and he's going against look look at the guys that he's went up against that he should be able to have some type of, you know, six week kind of angle with against or like a, a twelve week angle. You know, with the Brock Lesnar's maybe or, or the Russo. These are powerhouse matches. Now he's relegated to be putting as a big man, putting people over for no reason. Yep, I agree 100%. No reason. And on top I would, of... I, his, 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 wait, before you go on, this is the last angle I would love to see for these two men. Mark Henry, Big Show, loser retires match. Oh, Jesus. That, listen, listen. Double countdown. Oh, fuck. Double pin, and they both retire. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the only titles that Big Show is capable of winning at this point are barbecue eating titles. And it sucks. <laughs> and it sucks because I like I like the Big Show and I like Mark Henry and I think that they have their place in this business. But even the Big Show, he's at a point where he doesn't even fucking want to be there. Like he's like yeah. he said in an interview recently he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm you know, I wouldn't mind announcing, you know, I would have thought that they they could have you know they could have put him in in you know a security role you know like like a big man uh, guarding a, a smaller guy something but the problem is you look at the big show you look at Mark Henry and the worst part is that these are guys that the company is has signed to these long ass contracts and again they don't want to cut them loose cuz that's not the plan but if you if you're if you have these guys that are the cornerstone, the monsters of your business, and you can't do anything to make them look remotely like they should be in a, in a title in a title picture, then why waste your time? But you know, we first of all, you know, we're doing some backhanded, you know, bashing of them, whatever the case may be. But yeah, to be honest, these men, both these men had. Tremendous careers. I mean, oh yeah, of course. Other wrestlers could wish they could have had careers like this, but and now it starts looking like that old athlete who's out there, who's you know, he's just out there just to be a filler. Yep. That relief pitcher who used to be a starting pitcher and was dominant, and then now he's coming in and he's like, oh, we're gonna give him one inning. He's forty six years old, but he still got a couple of you know pitches in him. This is what's become of these men. And like you said, their contracts are long and, you know, they try to... But now you have a network. You have a lot of stuff you can yep. do with these guys. Well, the thing... Throw get, them in there. No, I agree with that. But here's the thing that I get. I, when the Big Show was the giant in WCW and he'd come to the ring smoking cigarettes and he was, <laughs> and he was fucking people up, I said to myself, yo, this guy's amazing. When Mark Henry pretended to do the fake retirement speech, which... Uh, Mason Mallon brought up in the chat when Mark Henry oh, that did the, was awesome. dude he that was, was amazing he was on another level 
And at that, that moment, right there would have like that was that have been the beautiful exit to go like that was yep. amazing. And if he would have won the belt and been like, I did what I had to do. I beat John Cena. I won the belt. I'm out of here. You Drop know? it. I'm out. That would have been awesome. Yeah, but that's the problem. Like, and the worst part, Mark Henry not only ate the loss, but they used the the match just to bring back Dolph Ziggler. Like, yo, why did Mark Henry even have to take the L at that point? <laughs> like that's what got me. I'm like I'm like so so Lana waited till the match was over to call the stork back into the ring and then she calls Rusev in. I think Rusev was told like yo dude, the control top pants can't save you so you need to drop like 5 pounds, 5 or 10 pounds cuz he looked he looked in better shape this week. And the worst part of that was the fact that She's looking at Rusev, and she looks behind him, and it took, like, five more minutes before Dolph Ziggler came out. She's like, uh, uh, you can come out and save me. I said, whoever (laughs) wrote that segment should hang their head in shame. Because, first of all, if you didn't think Dolph was going to show up that night, then you should never be watching wrestling ever again. Absolutely. It it was about it. That thing could have written, been written and done so much better. Everything was just so paint by numbers. It was like, oh, here we go. But she's I told at, you. She's, she's at an answer, so, but the thing that angered me the most was the fact that you let Mark Henry eat the pinfall for nothing. On top of the fact. No, no, no. It was even worse because he tried to break out of the acolyte. He tried to. You saw him breaking out of it. And then quickly, poof, done. Uh, that's it. Now he's gonna tap out again. That's what yep. it was. It was done. Like it, it, you didn't even give him a little bit. Give him two or three more minutes to look like he was fighting for it. Like no, no. I also, I also want to know, Lana, Lana with the spin kick out of nowhere. Um, what ex- where exactly, <laughs> where exactly does that go? Because as far as I, I've mentioned on air, and you know, Lana had like a strict like no contact clause in her deal. And now all of a sudden, it's like, all right, you're out there getting put in the accolade and you throwing spin kicks and shit. I'm like, are 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 you wrestling now? Like, are we? Is that where we're going? And if so, oh, remember, remember, this was supposed to be booked as a mixed tag for SummerSlam, right? But apparently, you know, someone was smart and said, listen, this this is not going to fly. This is going to be shit if she wrestles now. So let's ease her in slowly but surely because it's not going to work. We're gonna get freaking lambasted if this ever happens. I'm sure. I'm sure Dolph Ziggler wants to ease it in slowly too. <laughs> mm, that, you say, girl. You say it. No, That's exactly man, what it dude, is, dude. I, I, like I watch. I watch him making out with her when they show them making out. And I say to myself, Yo, I, she's. I don't know if she's still with Rusev. I believe she is. Like in the real world, and I'm like, Yo, she has to go back there. With this big, with this big caveman looking dude, dudes looking at Dolph Ziggler like, "Yo, man, you're you tonguing my wife, you're tonguing my girl down a little too heavy there, dude." Like, I just it's like I'm be... really about to cave your chest in really bad. Yeah, like, like to do it so realistically. Yeah, like think about it because they like they go in on some like like legit shit, and I'm like, okay, that one, like, yo, he straight grabbed her on some, you know, Univision Channel 47. We're gonna make out. At nine thirty, and everybody's just gonna gasp when it happens. I'm like, did you even notice 
on that kiss, it looked like it was like totally like improvised out of the, out of yep. the blue. Because every everybody was just cheering. I was like, "Yeah, they're entering going over." He just turned around and said, "Opportunity to kiss." <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's like, "Yo, come come here, girl." You know, <laughs> just just snatching the chick up. Then she had like that hands in the air waving, like, "Oh crap! Oh, let me grab him to make it look real." Ex- yeah, like it looked. <laughs> the improv looked really off. Like I said, nothing good came out of that except the obligatory match between him and Rusev, which we knew we were going to get. And again, yeah. this match for either guy, win, lose, or draw. It's it. If Ziggler loses, it's because we knew that Rusev is a badass dude, and he lost. If 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 Rusev loses, it's like okay, you just derailed this guy that you built up as a monster. What now? Like the match. Just... Even if he even if he even if he loses, like even if Dolph loses, you've gotten you 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 put you seized exactly what it is that Dolph is as of now. Yep. Like this is what you 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 already said. He's not going to be top tier. He's not going to be main card. This is what it is. He wins. You tease us again, and then we don't get it. So either case is a lose-lose for, for us all. Well, here you know what, what other matches like that? The Ryback and Miz match. Again, same thing. Oh, oh. we got to have all the matches for the pay-per-view. <laughs> it's like we know Ryback's winning. You're not putting the belt on the big show. You're not putting the belt on the fucking Miz either. Hey, here's a thought. Why don't you make fucking Rusev go after the IC title and actually do something after that feud that you guys had started with him and Ryback and then just derailed for no reason? Honestly, that is probably the only reason why I would see Ryback win that match is to do that because for some weird reason, I think WWE has this thing about Miz and I really think that in their minds, like he's the he's their new inception of Jericho, and they would give him the belt again. I really think that he's coming out that match winning. I don't know why. I just feel that he's gonna win that match. All right, well we'll and see. I'm a Rybacker. I like Ryback, but I really think they're gonna put the strap on Miz. Well, we'll definitely go through the uh, through the picks for that. The thing that gets me with this is that Ryback came back from injury. Everybody's still still riding the Ryback train. Everybody's digging his character. I think he's he's a solid performer in there. But and I said this last week, you need to put him in there with guys that are going to help him evolve as a wrestler. The Big Show's not helping him evolve whatsoever. The only good thing out of a match between Ryback and the Big Show is Big Show getting tossed around like a rag doll. I, to me, you know, a lot of people may differ. What I say is, but I think if you were going to say right now for the year, Ryback has become like the most improved wrestler for this time right now because he's I just agree. like, yeah, he he he's made a lot of strikes, and I think from the criticism that he had from you know from the CM Punks to you know the other guys in the back, it made him better. Which we could say that that hasn't happened to a lot of wrestlers, and 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 I, and I feel that this should be the momentum that helps to build him into that top-tier wrestler. Right. But I don't think that that, um, uh, that fan-favorite type of guy is going to last for too long. I really don't think it, it – I mean, I do like it, but creative is going to freaking squash him early with that. They're going to squash him again with it. Well, here's the, here's the problem. Ryback is a guy, and, and people don't realize this. 
in an era where we do not have marketable faces, even though Ryback, his physical face isn't marketable, he is marketable. <laughs> you know, you can, you can market him as a new Goldberg easily. Easily. Like, you can market him. We don't find Ryback attractive enough to be marketable. No, well, I mean, dude, the, the the bear trap as his logo is in, is indicative of the fact that his mouth looks like said bear trap. It's fucking obvious, you know. I like like how does that dude look like a mouser from Ninja Turtles? How is Ryback what a, a wrestling mouser? Straight up, dude. Every time I see him, it's like, yo, shouldn't you be coming out of Baxter, Baxter Stockman's lab? Like, what are you doing? But aside from that... He, like a character from Mega Man. He, he really is. He's like, he, he is a human ultimate muscle character. Straight up. And for, for you people who don't know what that is, look it up. Google yeah, it. Google that shit. But for real, you're looking at a guy who has the, he has the look. Like, he embodies that... that you know the, what Vince McMahon loves so much. Plus, he, he's he's pretty well spoken. Like when he does legitimate promos, when he's himself, super entertaining. Like when he's out Man, there, like, yeah, like when yeah. he's out there trying to channel, you know, Scott Steiner light. It just doesn't work. But when he's out there mm. being himself and talking about you know his struggles and his injuries, and people vibe with that, I'm like, yo, why the fuck aren't they doing more with that? It's funny that you said Scott Steiner light. I was going to go Ultimate Warrior without the imagination. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's exactly what he sounds like. Listen, I was, we were, me and, me and uh, my buddy Josh were joking about this, that Scott Steiner should manage a tag team of Big E and Ryback and call them the big guys. Oh, my God. That would be awesome, though. And it would be... But it I would forgot, be... you need imagination to work with creative to do Oh, that. yeah, dude. And then, I don't and... think Steiner wants to work with anybody anymore. Uh, yeah, but you know how ridiculous that would be? It, just him coming out, my boys, there's a 33 and three-quarter percent chance that they're going to go out there and they're going to beat the hell out of you. And, and just him just doing push-ups while they're having matches and shit. <laughs> you know, in wrestling, it takes... 100% of your body, 90% is physical, and 20% is mental. Exactly. Just, <laughs> just bullshit like that. I would Just him doing push-ups or them trying to cut, have an interview and Scott Steiner just flexing for no reason. Like, so Scott, you know, the, the big guys are number one contenders for the tag team titles, and he's just flexing a bicep in front of JoJo. While she's talking, and then Ryback and, and, and Big E got to do the promo. Oh, dude, it would be tremendous. And it would be funny, too, because they the, every time they give them matches, like Triple H would be like, hey, you know, you guys got a match with the Lucha Dragons this week. Scott Steiner would be like, no, 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 no. We're not going to have a match with no, no, no Mexican Dragons. We're going to we, we need we need opponents that are mean, big guys. Like, they wouldn't wrestle anybody. That's this isn't it. Wrestling. Oh, dude, that's what it would be. It would be. It would be tremendous, tremendous. Just have them do those matches, and and the only way that they would wrestle guys would be if they deem those as big guys. Like they'd be like, oh, oh yeah, you, like if you did the um, like the the whole um, hardcore Holly, they had to be the super heavyweight type. That'd yes. be great. They have to step on the scale before they wrestle. <laughs> oh, it would be it would be tremendous. Like they'd be like, yo, we're not taking oh, we're not wrestling anybody that's under six two. 
Uh, and by the way, that would be a humongous pop if at any time Scott Steiner came back to WWE. Dude, but that's... Just but, for that night, it would be ridiculous. Even but, Royal Rumble status, it would be hilarious. Oh, it would be it would be amazing. Now, the other, the thing I did want to talk about is um, the John Cena promo. First of all, I thought John Cena was going to come out with a face mask. But the thing that gets me is that WWE has amazing, amazing surgeons. Because think about oh, it. A wrestler breaks his award nose. Award-winning. Award-winning surgeon. Dude, how many... I think he actually looks better than he did before. Well, like, here's... They, they made me magic happen with him. Well, tell me, tell me if, if, if you don't agree with this. How many basketball players... Hell, even Cody Rhodes when he broke his orbital socket. How many basketball players and wrestlers that have had that have had those injuries had to wear the mask? Yet John Cena miraculously comes back, and he's all good. All right, I'm just saying we we don't know what happens behind the scenes. He probably wears it when he's sleeping, whatever the fuck. But in any case, even so, they paid like. They got somebody from probably France or somewhere to do his face because that 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 breakage was horrible. Yep. There was people on social media who was like, "Oh, it's only a nose break. I don't know why they're making it such a big deal about yeah, it." Okay. I was like, and I and I even argued with people. I was like, "You must have never broken your nose or know what it feels to be hit in your nose. Like that destroys your vision, breathing. That's a that's a that's a bad thing that really happened to you." And for him to have a remarkable and miraculous comeback to his face like it happened, WWE pays top dollar for their surgeons. It's amazing. Well, Slick said that it was Nikki Bella's plastic surgeon that handled that. <laughs> so they put two boobs, they put too many boobs in his nose, in his nostril area, in his, uh, his nostril cavity. No, dude, it was it. Was, you know what it was? He comes back. He looks like a million bucks. He cut a solid promo, and. He, he he dropped and nobody caught this afterwards. It's like, yo, you you really had zero issue making Seth Rollins look like a complete bitch in that promo. Oh, that somebody oh, he must somebody must have owed him something because they said, listen, go out there and just do you, man. Just that. Don't worry about well, it. Well, no, Cause, because cause that was, that was that was shocking. To, like for him to come out, of, he came. He he was legitimately angry. You could tell he was angry. Well, the thing that got me was that he when you know he's like yo they're either chanting John Cena or John Cena sucks and nobody's chanting Seth Rollins. I was like, damn, just just go for the just go for the jugular. <laughs> it, you know that it was it was that and then just the the whole sixteen time Ric Flair and being Triple H's bitch. I was like, all right, we know that's where that's going. But my issue with that promo, and I've said this before, is if you're trying... Oh, Skype dropped out, huh? Hold on a second, guys. The Skype feed dropped out. Bear with me a second. I haven't had a call drop in a minute. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please enter your host pin when finished. Since it appears you're calling back into a live show, we are reconnecting you now. Good job, Skype. Difficulties. Thanks, Lick. I'm in there. I'm in there. Thank you, sir. All right. 
Jay, you still there? No, oh, hold on a second. Jay, we're good? Hello? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you hear me? Yeah, okay. man, fucking Skype. It's been a minute since Skype <laughs> since Skype did that. Um, yeah, we was we was about to plug them too until they did this dumbness. <laughs> no, the um, what I was what I was saying was right before we got cut off that when you look at that when you look at the way that promo went down, it continues to reinforce the fact that the company I just feel doesn't want to give Seth Rollins the ball. Well, he doesn't do, like, the typical champion rounds. You can see that. And it's not because he's a heel, because we've seen heels do it. You know, he doesn't do the typical, you know, let's, you know, let's get him more, you know, advertisements, let's get him more sponsors, let's, let's, let's reel him in. You can sense that. They like, they like what it is with him. Because remember, when Edge had that type of role with the championship, they ran with Edge. They they, right. they they loved it, and you know even Edge had said, "Listen, you know, you're welcome. I just carry, you know, I just pass the torch to you because he is the prototype of what Edge was. He is that that that, that coming of it, right? And it's like you said, I don't think they're secure in having him do that right now. Right now, not yet. But, but that's as a heel champion, he's been great." You know, oh, we we goofed on him years ago, and you know his, you know his suffering succotash, uh, snarf, yep, uh, type of freaking verbatim, and how he talks. But this has been like his best run as a heel, or as a just just a performer at uh, in, in any in any 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 promotion he's been with. I, I'm enjoying this, well, but I see him excelling more later on as champion than he is doing now. Well, you and I joked about the fact that he, we we all thought that the whole naked picture scandal was gonna hurt him, and it was it was it was it was a non-factor. The thing that that bugs yeah. me about him is the way he's been booked as champion is that it's taken like he had so many crutches in the early going. Kane, J and J, the involvement of the Authority, the Big Show. Now that he's on his own, we're starting to see. We're, now that he's on his own, we're starting to see a more complete character. But the only way that you're going to push him to that next level is by by making sure that he beats Cena Sunday. It's the only way well, that you're going to you're you going to stamp that. Let me ask you this: Do you think? I mean, of course, WWE always, you know, and, and as was any promotion or anyone should be, they should be prepared to have their story angles lined up accordingly. But do you think that they ran into like some type of you know roadblock when it came to the Seth the Seth Rollins championship run at SummerSlam because Brock was already you know they threw in the Undertaker for that filler and you know do you think that they really didn't know how to book him for the next run? No, did they did they, did they stop short? I think I think that it was inevitable that him and Cena were going to square <laughs> off. But three three factors came into play. The first one is the one that you mentioned, Brock Lesnar obviously squaring off against The Undertaker. The other one was the fact that Kevin Owens did not get the U.S. title off of John Cena. And, thir- and thirdly, as I said, th- you know, John Cena being pushed into this with Seth Rollins, 
if he's being pushed into it for the sake of putting him over, that's great. But if he's being pushed into that to take the belt off of Rollins for whatever reason, it's 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 poorly executed booking. Because mm. Rollins' as champion works. The problem is that you need to create challengers for him. Not just the, the, the mainstay John Cena, Randy Orton, you know, triad of, of, of wrestlers. Can I make a can I make a safe bet to say that I smell a DQ and nobody walks away with a belt, or does this that just like really like destroy their whole booking? You know the problem is a DQ ending would be something that wouldn't shock me, but considering how 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 aggressive that New York crowd is to do that and then have to have those same people sit there Monday. And derail your entire broadcast? Do you really want to do that? Hey, any bad any bad promotion is still good promotion. No, no, no. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you want to do you want to derail your show? I mean, here's the thing: putting two belts on John Cena does nothing for John Cena. Putting putting two belts on Seth Rollins is everything for Seth Rollins. You know, I think him having the two belts for one night and then him dropping one right. the next night doesn't help. Doesn't hurt it either. Like, no. I like it could be, yeah, it could be, for, but for either cause, either one. Like, you know, somebody will come out and Rollins will save on Monday night. No, 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 no. No one could challenge him for the World Heavyweight title because I have in my rematch clause. If right. anybody's going to challenge him, they better challenge for the United States belt. And Cena dropping it that night, fine. Same thing with Rollins. I think it'll work in either case. I think that if they were smart, and, and this is what they should do, you should continue the U.S. Open challenge with Rollins as champion. Hundred percent. That's something to think about because I think you would, be, I, but I think you would be too too vindictive to do that because what it's going to end up doing anyway because we already see it progressing into um, the Triple H uh, yep. uh, face, uh, you know, the face off. But I think it'll be more of a Cena thing than a Rollins thing to do that because he's just going to be a bitter son of a bitch and want the belt back anyway. So I think it will be more Cena to do that because he's the goody-goody who's going to drop it. And if you would think that would happen, who's next in line for the United States Championship? Well, I'll tell you you why I I say that. If you remember... When John Cena was hurt and Seth Rollins did the, the open challenge for the for the world heavyweight title and Neville answered it, it was at the goading of Triple H. Like, remember, it all ended when he was like, yo, I could do it better than Cena can. I could do it better than Cena can. So why can't that be the same thing? Like, yo, now that you're champion, you might want to continue the U.S. Open Challenge. And he'll be like, why do I want to do that? You know, <laughs> you know, I got the two belts. <laughs> You know, typical douchebag. I like that. Typical <laughs> douchebag Seth Rollins and Triple H is like, yeah, but you know, you got the two belts. You know, you're 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 you got to work twice as hard to be, you know, to be what John Cena was. And he's just like, hey, you know, Triple H, you're right. He just goes out there and has a match and then drops the belt. And that could actually be a good way to start breaking him away from the authority. Like, fuck, I listen to you guys. I had both belts. I'm at the top of the world. I listen to you assholes. I go out there. I put the belt on the line. I lose it. Fuck you guys, you know? <laughs> yeah, it could. 
it, there's a lot that you could actually play with that. There's a, this, because there's, I, I don't see... I don't see because us as you know as fans don't really want to see these two belts be carried by one person for too long. No, no, you know it has. To, yeah, it's got to break apart one way or another. And I would take this opportunity and put the U.S. title on Cesaro right after. Okay, because with that you can have the Cesaro yeah, exactly. Kevin Owens exactly uh, angle work, and which by the way, listen. You and I, we're, we're wrestling connoisseurs. We've seen Cesaro when he was Claudio. We've seen yep. him in other promotions. Or, but I think, no matter of fact, no, I know at this moment, he is at his prime. He is making wrestling look way too easy for anybody. I that, mean, he makes me look like I could go in there and wrestle for like five minutes. Well, here's the he, Cesaro goes in there and he tosses everybody and it's all clean. Yep. It's all... Oh, he he puts over people. He's put he's putting himself over. I mean, it's amazing what this man is doing in the ring now. I'll tell you right now, Daniel uh, Cesaro is your new Daniel Bryan. I think so. He is our new Daniel Bryan. Hundred percent, I believe so. He is. He is. He yeah. is. You know, the Cesaro section signs are becoming more and more prevalent. And the I only- will be disappointed if Brooklyn does not have a Cesaro session all over Barclay. Well, here's the thing that it gets me. Be- Cesaro's success is great. <laughs> Cesaro's success is great, dude. But Tyson Kidd is fucked when he get, when he comes back. Oh, straight up. You think so? Absolutely. Cesaro's on another level at this point, dude. To put him back in there with Tyson Kidd is even if it's for a, for a short period of time, it, people are going to look at it as a, as as a step backwards. Like he's essentially become the Shawn Michaels to Tyson Kidd's Marty Jannetty. Unless it's it's being brought back as a stable, like a like a full you know right. four man stable type thing, it'll work. But as taxi wise, no, it's nope. not gonna happen. Nope, definitely not. Not gonna happen. Now, I did want to talk about the you know they gave us uh, Sasha Banks and Nikki Bella, and it was a good match, a, a very solid match. Two things I took from it. First of all, Sasha Banks not coming out with the NXT title. I'm like, you know, she's dropping that belt. On oh, yeah. Saturday, that's a that's a given. But fuck, don't make it so obvious. That's number one. Number two, obviously Sasha Banks is probably going to be the one that's going to take that belt off of Nikki Bella. If not her, then Charlotte, easily. Do you know if they did recordings already for NXT? They did or? do they did do recordings for NXT, and there's a couple of things that 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 may be considered spoiler worthy. So I'm not going to put them out there. But they did tape some TV. Already, and I noticed a couple of things, and I'm like, "Huh?" So it's gonna make Saturday and Sunday very, very, very interesting. Yeah, this is what I'm saying because I've heard, I've heard stuff, and I was like, "Why is NXT balancing on TNA type of yep buffoonery?" Like, I, I don't get that. That kind of that kind of turned me off a bit. Oh yeah, I mean that's why when I saw the match and the way that it ended cleanly with Nikki Bella tapping, I said. Sasha just beat the Divas champion. Nobody mentioned it, but I'm sure they're keeping that one in their back pocket. Mm. Now, I wanted so. to, I wanted to finish to, to wrap up this uh, this thing for Raw. First of all, the the Divas people were talking about the Divas being disrespected because fans were chanting Brock Lesnar, and I had to remind a few people they were in Brock Lesnar's fucking home state. So thank you. Doesn't mean shit. Number one. 
Number two, you know they knew for a fact that that match, win, lose, or draw, accomplished nothing. Like the crowd at that point was ready for what they were there for, which was Brock Lesnar doing what Brock Lesnar does and Paul Heyman being God-tier on the mic as always. But not only that, that of course it was, it, was, it was Lesnar country, but it's just poor booking because you gave them that match towards the end of the night, yep. which was leading up to, you know, so. Correct. If you don't, you don't not even poor booking, anybody <laughs> you put there. Absolutely. Who would those chants. Anybody. So it's Absolutely. Like, it's not even, it's, it's what it, it is what it is. Yep, the crowd the crowd was at ready for at that point. They were like, "All right, we're waiting for our we're waiting for our boy. We're waiting for our boy. We're waiting for our boy. Here he is." And the thing that got me, yeah, yeah. I took three things away from that. Like I said, Paul Heyman, masterful. I think Paul Paul Heyman's work as a manager is at its apex. Dude is at the top of his game right now. That's number one. My 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 dream is to have Paul Heyman introduce our shows for my take radio. <laughs> oh my god! For the regular. For anything that has to do with Rage Wars, I we need Paul Heyman to do, introduce just, just just give us a soundbite and we're good. That it, man it, is it was, masterful. Oh, it masterful. Was, it was amazing. On top of the fact that you actually got the crowd to boo the Undertaker. That, oh, listen, a lot of people were saying is like you know we got social media. Oh, how are they booing uh, the Undertaker? That's crazy. Does that mean a heel turn? I was nope. like, first slow down. First of all. They're they're in his home they're his hometown that's they're his home state that's what it is. And secondly, you have to take the artist that is Heyman, yep, and give credit where credit is due. Hundred percent. The man could have done the same thing in Brooklyn, in Seattle, in Austin, in Washington. Whatever promo he did that night, he would have made everybody believe it. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things that when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, you know that Brock Lesnar didn't need to do anything but walk out there. Paul Heyman carried exactly carried this entire every, program. Every time he's out there, that's it. Paul, Brock Lesnar just—it's like show up, suplex, and leave. That's it. Oh, but you know, I got I, you know, I like I said, if. if if there's anyone that I want to emulate and try to get just a taste, like just a tidbit of what it is, is Heyman. Heyman is just Heyman's God. Heyman is God. Yep. It, it was it was a, it was amazing. And with that, I actually want to go into SummerSlam and go through the matches and just pick them out. Um, Kevin Owens and we'll, we'll start with, with with the easier ones. Kevin Owens and Cesaro. Um, a, a, a great match on paper, dude. Uh, definitely a show stealer. Uh, I, this match could go either way, and a win and a win or a loss wouldn't derail either guy. But I have a feeling that they're going to start rebuilding Owens. So, excuse me. So I think they're definitely going to put they're going to give Owens the victory on this, and then maybe move Cesaro into a secondary title picture. You know, I have a I, you know I've seen people that they they had these. You know, these debates on which it's like, oh, what they're doing, uh, the Owens, they, you know, they're making them look soft, they're making them look lower tier, why they put him in. You're failing to understand that Owens was a filler wrestler. Like, he got into Raw because Triple H said, let's put this guy here, this guy can work. 
Yep. Guys, Mike is crazy. And, you know, because they wouldn't put anybody in that, that John Cena, you know, angle with the U.S. side of the Triple H was the guy who said, look, we'll put him in there for now. Let's see how it goes. And I don't even think he knew how over Owens was going to be. Right. Guys, pump your brakes. 2016, just like with the, 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 the Dean Ambrose's, you know, your indie guys that you love, Owens will rise to the top. Don't I worry am, about it. You'll be okay. <clears throat> I am bothered by, by, and I mentioned this last week, by the body shaming with Owens, though. Not a fan of that, you know, because it's like, hey, be a star, anti-bullying, but yet you're 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 cracking on one of your dudes on national television because he doesn't he doesn't embody the ideal. And you know, a lot of people kind of took the ball and ran with it and said that some of the guys on Creative aren't sold on Owens. Others said that it was just the way the promo was done. But like I said last week, it looked out of character for for Randy Orton to do that. Number one, because he's not a guy that 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 points out physical flaws in his promos. That's not his, his style. And number two, it's like you didn't need to do that to that guy because that guy, yeah, you know, not built like, like a Greek god, but probably a better worker than half the guys on that roster. But you know what's the best part about that? That if you had a guy who wasn't able to actually police, him, you know, police that promo and say, you know, maybe, you know, Maybe that's not something you want to touch on with me. Fine. But Owens can defend himself and give it right back, and probably two times even more. Right. So a guy like Orton, that's child's play to him. Right, but it just looked out of My character. Whole, you know? Right, it, does, it does, but you know what? I think, and it's going to be you know maybe five, five years from now when we, we look back to it, when finally we get the Vince McMahon era, which is probably going you know, to be over by then, the Owen entry into the, the, to, to the WWE, to the main roster, is going to be the key element. Why? Because he's going to be that guy that everybody said, you know what, he looked like us, he spoke like us, he felt like us, and they're not changing him. And that's the, and he's going to usher in that thing. But I get it. I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. I get it. But I mean, Owens is the kind of guy that he can go back and forth with anybody. When it comes to that 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 issue, well, it's like what what Mason in the in the chat says about what they do what they did with Bull Dempsey. You had this guy that was booked as like a new generation Taz, then you turned him into a fucking chubbo, fucking eating every time you saw him, and now all of a sudden, you know, since the crowd turned on him, you're doing the whole bull fit, the whole bull fit angle, and it it it's funny, you know, it's okay, but again, it's like, all right, he looks different. You should have built, you should have ran with the ball. I mean, don't get me wrong, dressing him like a low-grade Taz with the way that he looked wasn't doing him any favors. But if you booked him as a, as a more badass dude, the crowd would have, would, would have appreciated it. The problem was that in pushing Bull Dempsey and getting Kevin Owens, they weighed their options and they said, oh, yeah, fuck, Kev- fuck Bull Dempsey and just threw that guy in the corner. <laughs> you know what I think the other, uh, the other argument could be with that also is we all knew the prototype in which they had for the, the wrestlers, the, the muscle-bound figures and, and you know, statuesque looking as though that they were He-Man characters and such. But we're coming to find out in the long run that these guys can't work. Yep. They're hard. They're becoming more horrible by the minute. And it's the guys who are coming in at, 
you know, barely 200. The guys who are coming in at 260 that doesn't fit their prototype, who are actually the, the, the wrestlers who make the better matches. And I think there's a bit of bitterness of that because when you're not looking at the longer scope of the indies or the guys that you should be developing, look at the guys at NXT who are cut up, you know. They're not. They're not bringing them up because they're not bringing them up at all. Nope. They're not you, bringing up those guys, and they have the physique they want. They just know that their guys can't put it put a, put a match together. It's I, the guys that 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 are us that are putting these matches together, and I think there might be that you know, slightly a bit of bitterness for that. Well, here's the thing too, and I, and I, and and I've noticed this. If you look at NXT's product and all those guys that are coming through NXT and slowly m- making their way to the main roster. Kevin Owens is in better shape. Dude, Samoa Joe looks like a completely different person. Still a big dude, but not what they were on the indies. Like they're like they're definitely becoming more self-aware of how they need to look and that's that's part of the process. You know, the problem is that it'll get there. Even even when I put up the trailer from WWE 2K16, you know, they clean they cleaned up Kevin Owens a little bit. They trimmed him down a bit. You could see it in the trailer and I laughed when I saw it. I'm like, "Oh shit, look at that." But you could see that the WWE training regimen, the WWE lifestyle is slowly becoming one of the – it's slowly starting to become prevalent in those guys. They're just doing it at a slower pace. Because, you you know, you look at Samoa Joe now, you're like, wow, Samoa Joe looks like a totally different dude. Still wrestles good, still moves very fast, but just looks completely different than when he was in TNA. I don't know if you're watching Tough Enough. I don't know if you're watching it. I am casually. Not too much because I just feel that it's fucking bullshit. And and the fact that uh, they want you to... They want you to connect with these kids in one hour is stupid. And and it's also been a thing that's where... It's become a real mockery of what the business should really be, like, about. Because my whole thought process was, okay... You're, 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 you want to have people who don't have any association with wrestling try to be a wrestling star. Right. But you're mad at them because they don't know the business. Right. It's such a double standard with that. Then the other, then the other end is when it's now been coming to the voting, the guy who's the biggest goof on the show, they're letting him through. They're mm-hmm. voting him. And why are they voting him through? Because he's the goof. They're voting him through, and he doesn't fit the prototype of WWE. And I'm not mad because I know at the end of the day, they're not going to give him a full contract. No. They'll give the freaking guy who came in second, third, or a guy who has a taste of They're not giving the guy. They're giving the money and go, okay, shovel, go, go have fun somewhere yep. else. That big but guy. That big guy's getting a contract, yeah. even if he loses. Even if he loses. Josh is pleased. He's going he's, he's gonna, to. They love, they love that. But the whole thing is. They understand that. Listen, we're going to vote for this dude. The same thing with the girl, the, yep. the, the, the female. She's a goof. Yep. They're voting her. The wrestling universe is such freaking douchebags. We vote for the goof. Well, here's the just thing. Just to make you look stupid. Just to, just to kind of put that to bed so that we could wrap up these picks, I, I'll say this. Mata, the Egyptian dude, Tanner that just got cut, and Josh... All three of those guys are going to quietly get deals. Oh, and Patrick. All of those guys are going to get deals. They're probably going to work on the indies a little bit now that they got the bug. And they will be re-signed 
to NXT at standard contracts. Oh yeah. Period. Yeah. Off, it's like anybody who watches American Idol because I don't watch American Idol. I don't say I do. <laughs> I love season. I love season six. Um, it's just like the people who win American Idol. They don't have the bigger careers anybody. It's the ones who who freaking got bumped off. You know, three weeks before the finals, six weeks before the finals, they're the one that has the big careers. Correct. Except but, uh, for Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, you know, it's 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 you know, it's craziness. Now, going going back to the picks, one thing I didn't mention and I'm mentioning it now is because something crazy came out of this. Uh the Stephen Amell this is Green Arrow versus and Adrian Neville against King Barrett and Stardust. Three things. Number one, Stardust and Barrett's promo from Monday was ridiculous in a good way. That's number one. Number two, uh, Stephen Amell continues to do uh, great, great things to raise money for charity. Uh, he he created a, a shirt uh, with you know Green Arrow versus Stardust, raising money for charity. It's for a children's hospice, and he did it in partnership with WWE. They're going to sell the shirts at uh, SummerSlam, NXT, you know uh, WWE shop locations throughout the event. But the thing that got me was the fact that the dude is going in there and really learning it. He actually did he does um like almost like Periscope but through Facebook. He does live streaming and he did a video today and he was like, "Listen, uh, you know, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to give you guys the best match I can possibly give you with my skill set." He goes, "I'm not going to go out there and do like Snooky. I'm going to go out there and give you guys the best match possible." And I and when I heard that, I said, "You know what? That's pretty cool that he gets it, but I like that they actually gift-wrapped what he's doing for charity and WWE went along with it. That's the bigger. That's the bigger story out of it. First of all, let me tell you, I got to thank the Keith because he put me on to the Arrow. I've been watching. I'm a fan of the show. I watch it. He put me on to um, his Facebook, and his Facebook is fun. His Instagram is fun. The guy's yep. really uh, one. He's very interactive with his fans. He loves to be part of it. He's also big wrestling. He, he loves wrestling. He loves. He, he's just. He's just part of the whole thing. He's not one of these guys who's coming fly by night and just right. doing what he has to do. Right. With that being said, and plus when he's on his show, he does most of his stunts. Like, that's he's correct. The guy who does most? You see him. That's him doing it. Yep. So when people saw him jump into that ring the way that he did, that's he's an athlete. That way. right. Hundred percent. This match to me is actually going to be probably the most fun match to watch. Right. Because we might already know. I mean, we know it's going to get over anyway. Of course. But I wish with this match there was more. I think the, I wish there was a longer story to it. I wish there was. You know, Stardust did his best because you know, unfortunately, with his father passing, you know, it was right time away from the TV, right, and such. And and, and that's understandable. But. And plus, they didn't really have, from what was said, that Miz was supposed to be the one that's actually supposed to be in this match, not um, Barrett, which is fine. Barrett filled in the role greatly. But I, I would have liked to have seen this match, like the, the the angle for this, go a little bit longer, like a little, a couple of more weeks to to sort of to, the lead up to it. Right. But I, I, I want this to be the most fun and entertaining match on SummerSlam. I really, really. I'm looking forward to this one. I, I, I think he's going to do a hell of a job, and I'm actually, and I actually think that he's going to have a, one of the coolest um, uh, wrestling gear and entrances. I really do. I think I think that's part of it. But to to squash what many people were hoping for, including yours truly, 
he said on the video today, he goes, I can't wrestle in the Arrow costume because wrestling in leather pants is not cool. He said, I'm going <laughs> to... He said, I'm going to make sure to wear something that fans of the show will appreciate, but that wrestling fans will also appreciate. And I said to myself, easy. He's coming out dressed like AJ Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. I mean, and I've been trying to tell my wife. Like, I said, listen, you got to watch him. He's a good-looking guy. The guy has a good you know, personality. He's, he, you know, he has a, a, some sort of charisma going for him. And I, Because I got it. I was roped in with him. I'm just hoping that the WWE fans and wrestling fans accept him because I would like to see him do it again. Like I would, I be a bad match, good match, whatever. I would like to see him come back some way, shape, or form again. I, I, I think he's he's one of those guys that that go to WWE that we're happy to see come back and be a part of the universe. No, I, I agree. I think I think in terms of the match pick, I definitely think they're going to give Neville the victory. But I think that it's going to be a great platform for Stardust to show that he can definitely be a bigger player in the or in the roster in its current form. I mean, I always felt that Stardust was ever since the he created that gimmick. You know, Cody Rhodes is an afterthought, but the Stardust character can pick up right where Goldust left off. You know, and become that guy, that resident weirdo that the crowd can get into. Listen, like I said, I was you. You guys from the shows already know I was never a big Cody Rhodes fan. I was just like whatever. But this Stardust thing, it, it took it to a whole new level. Right. But I do have I do have a question for you. Shoot. There were pictures of him of uh, 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 Stephen on the top row. Yep. Now, Neville will do the red arrow. Do you think that we'll see a green arrow type of move <laughs> from the top row? I, I wouldn't be shocked if something gets done, but I have a feeling that there is going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of safety in place due to insurance right. and the fact that he's filming the other show. But I right. will I will say that we we don't know, and this is what I was saying to myself, we don't know how long he's been in there training. Like, this probably could have been right. set up since the beginning, since the beginning of the feud, which started, you know, at the beginning of the year, so he may Hell, it could have been last year, yeah, right? I mean, we don't know. He may have, you know, six months of, of wrestling under his belt, eight months of wrestling under his belt, because clearly he's training somewhere. You know what I mean? There's a ring give it, somewhere. I'll just, give it, I'll just give everyone a little secret. He's my little man crush. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, but think about it. The dude is training somewhere, and it's not at the yeah, performance he, he, center. Yeah, he looks like he's he looks like he's he's primed and ready to do something. The way he run, he ran into that ring and jumped over the ropes. That guy looked like he was prepared. Yep, like that. Like this has been in the making for a long time. Like I said, I see I see Neville getting the 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 victory here. Um, the Randy Orton Sheamus match. This is clearly we need a match for the four hours, and these guys got beef. I could I could give a shit who wins who loses at this point because. Sheamus is Sheamus, and Orton, if, if Orton beats Sheamus, it's another victory for him that means absolutely nothing. And if Sheamus wins, it's like, yeah, but you didn't cash in the briefcase, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where, to where Sheamus goes over, it just solidifies the reason why he has the briefcase. Right. Um, it, it, it just doesn't really, it's one of those make or break 
Nothing. It makes nothing. It makes nothing significant. Nothing. Nope. With re- with regards to the Wyatts against Reigns and Ambrose, like I said at the top of the show, I like the dynamic between Reigns and Ambrose. It feels like a modern day APA. I like it. It works. But knowing creative, I just smell Ambrose turning on him, and and Ambrose joining the Wyatts to replace Eric Rowan, which I think is stupid. But I I see the Wyatts winning due to Ambrose turning on Reigns. I want to be wrong. But it just seems way too apparent. Why can't I get what I want, which would be <sighs> match goes on, lights go out, Leo Kruger comes out, yep, make something happen. They lose, uh, Roman and, and Dean Ambrose lose. That's it, and the new member will be Leo Kruger. Why can't I get that one? I- I'd take but that. I'm going to I'm going to lean to what you're saying. There is going to be that turn happening from what is known ambrose does, does not like being a fan favorite but you know guess what regardless if you're a heel they're going to love you anyway we're yep. going to love you anyway and the logical would be roman because roman could turn around and just be like f you guys you guys booed me and did all this crap but where's the going to be the, the developmental angle with that but i don't see anyone really joining the wyatts i just see Ridiculous shenanigans that will make us go on Monday night and say why someone why. You know what I wouldn't mind to see as much as a as much of a fucking diaper wearing hateable piece of shit he is. Just put Bo Dallas in the fucking Wyatt family and be done with the shit. <laughs> put the two brothers together and be done with it. But we can't because we already have someone who spews beautiful and significant promos. As in, as in comparison to Bo Dallas, who tries his best, and now we got to shut him up, and we can't really do much with him. Yeah, but put him, put him, put him with his brother. I mean, there, you know, it works. The chemistry's already there. Put him, put him together. <laughs> Fuck it. But um, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I was gonna say, I, 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 as much as I would like to see, so I think that would have to been more of a a angle development for that because we haven't seen Bo in a while. So Right, but it would be unexpected the same way Luke Harper coming back with Bray Wyatt was True. unexpected. True. Because you yeah. know they're all about the fucking, oh my God, who's that hooded man coming out of the crowd? Oh my God, it's Bo Dallas. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, right, right. That's true. The um the Divas Tag Team Elimination match, I, I'm, I'm thinking that PCB is going to come out the, the winners in this match because they're trying their hardest to really get Charlotte over. And break You're her. Talking about the, sub, the, the, the submission sorority, or sorority and, submission. Yeah, the submission sorority that you can find on Pornhub. But um, yeah, them. <laughs> Pornhub. Hey, hey, I'm not endorsing Pornhub or Red Tube in any or Red Tube in any capacity. But there may or may not already have been a submission. When I heard the name, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I've heard of this before. That familiar. I, I'm not going to confirm or deny how I heard about it. But I'm not going to say that I've searched that a few times. Hey, a, a video may or may not have come up once or twice in the same search listing as April Hunter. I don't know. Hey, like clown midget porn? Uh, like nothing. No. That's a little extreme, but sure. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, it, 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 I just feel that it's, it's a setup to get Charlotte over, even though obviously Sasha's probably going to take the belt from Nikki Bellis and she's going to drop 
the NXT women's title and obviously the, the, the chemistry between her and Charlotte for the Divas Championship on Raw and on pay-per-view is a given. Well, my whole thing is that I want to see what is going to be what was going to be the repercussions after because if they were smart in being creative with this division, I hope there's like a core group that handles the, the diva divisions because now you could open a, 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 a vast doors of different angles when it comes to the division, the, the divas division now. Right. You really can. You, you could. have a lot of things you can do with this now. You could. Um, but there, once again, they're going to, you know, go the safe route. Put them to two minute matches and get them over. That's it. With regards to the tag team titles, I, as much as I like the primetime players, I think that the New Day is getting into a whole other gear and they may put the belts back on them. Dude, Kofi skipping, dude. Hilarious. Kofi skipping, dude. Just for that alone, I yeah, give him it, the belts. This is it's, you know, and I, I would get it if they gave it to them. I I I totally would get it. I I would totally understand if they if they got the belts. It's fine. Yep. That's a good that's a good changeover. Yeah, I kind of feel the new day getting over. Uh, the IC title is staying with Ryback. Let's not kid ourselves. That's what's happening. Um, I I disagree. Oh shit! I really believe that I really believe that Miz might get that belt. All right, I really do. All right, I'm a whole. I think you. that that WWE believes that that Miz might be their new Jericho. Well, I'll, I'll hold you to that. The um, the World Heavyweight Title U.S. Title match. As much as everybody feels that John Cena is going to walk away with the belt, it's like you created 15 time T-shirts already. I sincere I sincerely doubt. They're going to throw the 15-time T-shirts in the pail to create 16-time T-shirts at this point. So, I have a feeling that Seth Rollins is going to get the belt. Uh, I smell shenanigans. I smell debauchery. I smell DQ. So, okay. no one walks away with no belts. All right. So, there you have it. Last but not least... Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. As much as people think that The Undertaker is going to get his win back, I disagree. Oh, not going to happen. Not only that, we might see a surprise of something. Yep. So, I, I don't know what it is. There's going to be... Oh, my God, the lights went out. It's of... Finn Balor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm, we haven't seen Kane in a while. We haven't seen Kane. We, 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 have, we have not seen Kane. This is true. We have yeah, not seen yeah. Kane, but fucking Which will lead Finn... to a match between Kane and Undertaker. Something, I know, I'm Survivor Ugh. Series or something like that. I'd rather yeah, watch. Pa- I'd rather watch paint dry. Um, yeah, I'd make sure that it's um, uh, that nice acrylic paint. That's it. I'd so rather beautiful. When it's I'd rather watch that dry, dude. <laughs> I'm serious. Like if it's that, I'll be like, yo, fuck this. But like <laughs> you know, I, it'd be cool if they use that as an opportunity. To put the Undertaker in a feud with someone with someone new, a new Heyman guy, perhaps for those times when Brock Lesnar's not on TV. But um, you know, I I I just see Brock Lesnar winning to keep his legacy intact, and the Undertaker putting him over just because the the surprise victory at WrestleMania just wasn't enough. The Undertaker's going to come in, give everybody a competitive match, unless they swerve everybody, and the Undertaker gets his win back. But it's not. They don't accomplish anything with that except derailing Lesnar at that point. 
Well, I, from what we've been seeing for the past couple of weeks, uh, Undertaker has been low-blowing him to get the advantage. So I'm smelling ball sack city, bitch. There's going to be a lot of cup shots and nut shots from Undertaker well, to slow Brock Lesnar down. You never know. That may, that may, that may happen. I will, I will say this. Um, those are, you know, those are our SummerSlam picks. As a whole, for four hours, I feel it's going to be pretty solid, but the the the, the real card to watch, I, I mean, SummerSlam is SummerSlam. We're all going to watch it. But NXT TakeOver is insane with all the matches they got on deck. I mean, the, the Finn Balor-Kevin Owens ladder match alone has the potential to blow anything out of the water that's happening. Plus, we got the debut of Apollo Crews, formerly UHA Nation, um, we got the tag team titles on the line. We got Bailey and Sasha Banks, which Sasha Banks is probably dropping that title. Plus, uh, there's actually some matches that they're going to show, I believe, non-televised. Uh, Eva Marie's going to wrestle Carmella, from what I heard. And Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawley, a.k.a. the Hype Bros, a.k.a. Uh, Big Michael Rappaport and Zack Ryder, will be... <laughs> Working alongside, <laughs> dude, Mojo Rawley. I can't fucking stand that guy. Big Michael Rappaport you know looking they motherfucker. Really putting him over with the help of Zack Ryder, which is fine. I think that's that's probably been a, the better pairing I've seen in the because he needs all the help he can get. He needs all the help. I don't get hype. I stay hype. Stay the fuck off my TV. That's what I, I need just you don't to understand do. How they're, they're they're not hanging out with uh, Enzo Amore and Big Cass because they're they're almost like in the same well, type of uh, vicinity. Well, funny you should say that because they're having an eight man tag match at NXT Takeover against uh, Jason Jordan and Chad Gable and Dash Wilder and Dawson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh, yeah. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this though. Chad Gable is really Brad Maddox in disguise. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Like, he came out, and I'm like, son of a bitch, that's Brad Maddox. And then I'm like, oh, shit, it's not. Right? It's just like, hmm. I can see somebody doing dual gimmicks at this point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. But, I mean, they got a, a lot of good televised matches. Um, Apollo Crews debut. The guy already has his own shirt. So you know where we're going with that. You know, they're going to get this guy over oh, yeah. immediately. But um, NXT looks like... He's a like, little big E of NXT. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, aside from those matches, Jushin Thunder Liger, dude, and, uh, you know, Prince Pretty himself. I think that match is going to blow the roof off of that place because it's going to be so under the radar and he's going to try his hardest to put Liger over. And obviously it's a kick in the nuts to, to Ring of Honor. But still, I think that he's going to, he, he's definitely going to work really well with Jushin Thunder Liger in this match. I, I think this is going to be the match that is, man, it's going to be a long shot for me to say, but I think this might be the swan song for for Mr. Prince Pity himself because I really think he might get the call up after this match. I really do. For some reason. I wouldn't be shocked. This is a. Yeah, this is this is this is a big match for him. He's he's done. Uh, Tyler Breeze has done amazing for the past two years yep. in NXT. So I think this might be his swan song out of NXT. My concern with him though is if he comes up to the main roster, that he's booked in some Rick Martel lame ass gimmick, and not like a new Shawn Michaels 
new, you know, new face, new pretty boy face of the company. That's the problem. But we already know he's going to be automatically hated. It's just going to be, he can handle it though. Like he, he can do it, but I think that it's going to be proper booking. And I think a proper pairing, cause you got to get him a diva, get him, get yep. him a female match, get him a diva. And it'll sell ridiculous. It'll be crazy. And I, I would like to say that if it does happen, I can see a, a Intercontinental Championship in his future. I would quickly. put, I would put Tyler Breeze, and this is crazy. I would put Tyler Breeze with Dolph Ziggler and have Lana manage. Bro, I w- that's that's automatic. But Ziggler's a face. Then I gotta put, you know, they're not, they're not gonna change change that up. You know what's funny, uh. Mason in the in the in the chat says Tyler Breeze will be jobbed out worse than Bo Dallas and Adam Rose combined. Having him manage or be a male valet for a diva would be great. That's actually pretty funny. That would actually that would have, but he, <laughs> there would have to be a lot of creativeness to make him get over if they did it that way. That would be actually pretty good, though. You know, the only diva that that would work with would be Dana Brooke if she wasn't such a shitty-ass wrestler. Oh, God. She, she, she still is makes my, worse, She still makes my brain hurt every time I see her wrestle. Dude, she is, she is I don't abysmal. Get it. I really don't get it. Yep, abysmal. I mean, it's like, oh, look, uh, uh, Mason says putting putting him with Alexis Bliss would uh, would, would work, too. Oh, by the way. Now that you mentioned her, I'm really not a fan of this her slapping the men. And then that that's her gimmick that she slaps the guys around. Yeah, well, I have a feeling that they're gonna leverage that in the tag team match because Regal said, Oh, you know, you guys need something to neutralize Alexa Bliss. And um when I saw that, I said to myself, they're probably gonna put a diva with uh, the Vaude villains. My thing is, look, I don't, I don't know if it's because, you know, I'm I'm a Lucha Underground viewer or whatever the case may be, but if you're the type that you put, you know, right. you're, you're slapping men, something, you got to get something out of your happening. I can't, I, I, it bothers me. It's really gotten to a point when it comes to that, if you step into that, that world with a man that, you know, uh, it, it just bothers me. I'm just getting highly annoyed with that. Mason said that it's going to be the Vaude Villains and Blue Pants. It might be. I wouldn't even that be shocked. Might, I wouldn't be surprised by that. That nope. might be. That might work. I, li- I like. I like the Vaude Villains and their gimmick on the main roster would be awesome. If when they came out, the you know they changed the picture to black and white, like old school, until they started wrestling. And when and if they did all their interviews, the interviews would have to be in black and white. No, what's gonna happen is, is that they're gonna they go to the main roster and they get watered down like they did the Ascensions. It'll be no, yeah, like but leave them a, where they are. <laughs> let's let, but but let's be realistic. And uh, before we we get into the other news to wrap things up, the um the the Ascension were only as good as they were because NXT made them look that good. You know what I mean? They like did, once you take the we, window dressing and we off, bought into it. Once you and took, we did buy into it but you know what we bought into it but you know what at the time when the ascension came up the tag team division was really shit yeah you could have really made them super over and super powerhouse and 
even if you wanted to put the straps on him for a couple of weeks, that would have been cool. But what I you s- did, you brought him up and made them the anti-anti heels because you made them disrespectful and then people got turned off by them. Well, here's the thing. If they would have brought them up and, and done what Animal from Legion of Doom had said, if, they, if Animal from Legion of Doom would have been their manager and they would have been booked the way they were booked, it would have been more effective than just having them oh, yeah. shit on other tag teams. The problem with the Ascension was that you have to get past the fact that they weren't as good as you thought they were. And the problem was right. that when they came up to, to Raw, or hell, when they wrestled the Lucha Dragons, I was like, eh, nah, nah. You know, it's like, hey, your ass is showing, you know? It's like, those guys, they were as good as they were in the pond that they were in. It's like, it's like being the toughest kid on your own block and then going to another neighborhood and getting your ass kicked. Same same shit. The Ascension were yeah, dope go- in NXT, but the minute you took them out of that small pond, they got exposed. But you could even argue the fact that, okay, at that same time, what tag team was actually, you know, the signature tag team in WWE? You just had a formation of, you know, Cesaro and Kid. Yep. You know, primetime players didn't get together yet. Yep. You still had the Usos, so they they still had some type of, uh, of 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 arena to where they could have at least shined somewhat, right? But, but the, they buried them quick. They, right. they, once they came out with that, we beat any legends type of uh, of gimmick and angle. It killed them. It was done. Yeah. Well, the problem was they they were without a doubt brought up. Without any full preparation, it's like uh, like Jimbo Slice just said to me. He said, "Stop talking about the bootleg Road Warriors. I hate them." And the fact <laughs> is that that's how they brought them up as the bootleg Road Warriors. And as soon as they brought them up, and you saw that, you're like, "Damn, these guys are fucking corny." That's what I happened. Thought that if I thought that if, like you said, they'd have brought in the manager, like say, if Animal was there. And made them a little bit more of a, a darker type of characters, that type of gimmick, and stop with the nonsense with the freaking one minute match type bullshit, and let them have you know some good solid five minute matches back to uh, back and forth with with competitors. It would have been better for them. But now we don't see them anymore. We don't even know where they're at. Well, I, I'll tell you they're this: on, um, they're on. They're on. They're um, on. What is it? Um. The, the the goofy show that's on WWE Network. Swerved. Swerved. <laughs> I, I tell you this. I would have I would have brought them up and had them be managed by Kane and used them the same way that Eric Bischoff used to use the three minute warning. Right. Same deal. That would have been that would have been interesting. That would have been fun. And and it would have worked for Kane because you know Kane is, you know, the devil's favorite demon. You got these guys with this, you know kind of scary quasi fucking you know demonic gimmick it would have worked it would have made kane it would have made kane build his chops in another you know through another outlet it would have had a decent tag team and kane would have helped bring that together and not only that but you could have even done it where kane would get involved and wrestle with them yeah but and now we have to see now now they're going to be on the where are they now section of the wwe network well, you know, it's funny. Mason says they should have had Booker T get sick of their shit and reunite Harlem Heat. <laughs> that Fuck it. Worked. Fuck it. If they were wrestling <laughs> legends, or even, or even why not? Or even have them being decimated by um, Team 3D. Something. Yep. 
Team 3D, that would have been a good way to do it, too. I thought that's where they were going when they were yeah, wrestling I, I all the so legends. Too. That's what I thought. But um, I did want to acknowledge two other things going down this weekend, obviously, besides uh, SummerSlam and N- NXT. Uh, Ring of Honor, of course, doing the Field of Honor at MCU Park. Uh, really great matches on there. One match in particular, the Briscoes and the Time Splitters. If you guys haven't seen the Time Splitters in action, you need to watch their work. Kushida and Ricochet alone, if you look up that match on YouTube, out of this world. Um, I mean, let me just say, if there's a ticket that you can't get anywhere else, that Ring of Honor show is going to be one that you can get, affordable, still tickets available. And like you said, the time splitters. Yo, Ricochet, I've seen him numerous times. And each time I see him, I get amazed by what he could do each time. Like, he shocks me every time with the stuff he does. The guy has been... Uh, I, I can't. I, it, you have to see it for yourself, guys. It, it's amazing. Ricochet is actually that guy. If you don't know exactly what it is, if you watch Lucha Underground, it's Prince Puma. There you go. But I t- I'll tell you this. Ricochet before 2016 is over will be in NXT. You think so? Absolutely. I would, I would like to see that. I Absolutely. would really like to see that. Three reasons why. Number one, need the Hispanic audience. Number, ah. Need that. Number two, dude can wrestle his ass off. Number three, another high flyer never hurt. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, met the man... Been in front, have pictures with everything. I always, every time I, I see him, I say, hey, uh, I let him know that my wife is his wife. But the guy is is ex- extraordinary when it comes to his ring performance. If there's a chance that you could ever look it up, is AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Yep, amazing match, tremendous, amazing match. And that card, that card on on Saturday, also on that card, uh, Jay Lethal and Shinsuke Nakamura are taking on Red, uh, Red Dragon, which is tremendous. Roderick Strong is taking on Kazuchika Okada, which again the rain the Rainmaker and Roderick Strong are gonna tear the house down. The Killer Elite Squad, which is formerly Lance Hoyt from TNA and um Davy Boy Smith Jr., son of the British Bulldog, are amazing in Japan. They're gonna be taking on the war machine. Uh Hiroki Goto and Michael Elgin are gonna be bananas too. Also, Christopher Daniels, Adam Cole, and this match, which is gonna be rock'em sock'em robots crazy young bucks matt sidal and ach uh matt sidal for those of you that don't know is evan Bourne. will be taking on the kingdom and rapongi vice that match is gonna be sick and last but not least the gauntlet match for the ring of honor tv title at um all-star extravaganza so again great match field of honor this saturday mcu park in brooklyn but besides that uh friday night our friends at House of Glory are having a match. Uh, finally, Amazing Red will be squaring off against Rey Mysterio, the 619 versus the 718. Uh, Janela and Gangone will be uh, taking on EYFBO. And, of course, uh, Brian XL will be taking on Smiley for the House of Glory uh, championship title, plus a ton of other matches as well. Now, the thing about that card is that that card is happening on a Friday night. So if you want to get your foot in the door, you still can. General admission seats are still available. First front row 
uh, ringside and second row are sold out. But think about it. If you're going to watch any other wrestling this weekend, you can hit the House of Glory show Friday, hop on the train, and catch either NXT or Ring of Honor if you got tickets. And if you're going to SummerSlam, you got that as well. Definitely a, an it's awesome a weekend. Wrestling pack weekend. Like, it's, you know, for people who always cry about saying that we don't get wrestling, we don't get a. For the New York era, uh, the area, it is remarkable what's going on this weekend. That House of Glory show, once again, hashtag regulars. We're always in the building. That's right. It's going to be, uh, it's going <laughs> to, it's going to be buffoonery and nonsense. But you don't even know, like, as soon as you were mentioning the Ray Mysterio and Red Car, my hairs were standing because we've been waiting yep. for a long time for this to happen. That's right. And, like, for it to honestly, and they're, they're actually doing, listen, if you get there, you know, those open at 5.30 at 6 o'clock, guys, there's the autograph signing. Red, right. um, Ray, Red and Red is going to be there signing autographs. You know, listen, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a memorable night, man. I'm telling you, you guys, if you haven't jumped on and, and recognized House of Glory yet, you really should. Yep. It's, it's, it's a New York outstanding indie card. Absolutely. I, I definitely can co-sign that. So I wanted to make sure to get all those cards out there. Uh, last two wrestling items I wanted to put out there. Um, uh, you know, our thoughts go out to Jake the Snake Roberts, who is actually undergoing hip replacement surgery. Uh, he confirmed it on Twitter. Uh, Jake the Snake has been dealing with numerous health issues as of late, so um, the latest setback is the hip replacement, which he's going to be having. I believe he's getting it done within the next few weeks, so definitely want to wish him a speedy recovery. This is a guy that probably one of the best cerebral, like before Triple H got the cerebral assassin a monic the cerebral assassin moniker i feel that jake the snake embodied that every one of Even his cryptic Bray, uh, promos Bray, Bray White. before Bray Wyatt like, true that was the guy yep jake the snake was that guy his promos tremendous from start to finish every every match he worked was was flawless from start to finish and like i said his promo work stellar i'm just hoping that um Everything goes well with him because yep. I had my earliest recollection. I had Messenger that I had with Jake Roberts, and he messaged me on Facebook directly. He wasn't happy, but I was even on a message. I was scared. Hey, but that man, I thanked him for messaging me personally. It was yeah. awesome. I'm, you know, he's a he's a very talented guy. Um, while we're on the subject of legends, to, to wrap things up, I did want to. Let people know that Roddy Piper's cause of death was caused by a pulmonary embolism. He had a blood clot in his lung, which triggered his heart attack. Now, they were saying that Roddy Piper suffered from hypertension for years, resulting in chronic high blood pressure. And, of course, high blood pressure is known to cause clotting. Um, you know, it, it's crazy. TMZ actually posted, like, his death certificate and shit, which is insane. But... The reason why I wanted to put that out there is because I didn't want people to automatically assume the usual stigma when superstars passed, that it was drugs or anything crazy. It was, you know, he had a blood clot and he caused a heart attack and it killed him. So figured I, I'd let I'd let people know that as well in case they were curious. Yeah, once again, I, I we mentioned it at the regular season sportscast. I, Body was that dude for the ages and... Like I said, we all need to, even myself, I, I suffer from the same thing. Just got to monitor our diets, make sure that we're all healthy, and make sure that 
uh, we get we get up checkups regularly. And uh, once again, rest in peace, Roddy Hot Rod. Well, there you go. With that, um, that actually brings our wrestling segment to a close. Um, no. Yes. Really? Yes, sir. Aww. <laughs> our uh, time flies. Hell yeah, dude. Our our very own Jay Santi, of course. You can catch him on the regular season sports cast. I know you guys are probably got an episode on deck this week. I saw some stuff that the that the Keith was asking about on social media. So um, let people know where they can get information for that. Obviously, uh, RageWorks.net for all the episodes. But let everybody know where they can find you on social media and anything else you wanted to put out there. All right, before I do my shameless plugging, first of all, I want to thank you, the boss, Rich, for everything that you've done. Every time that I'm on the phone with you, it's always, I always feel good because it's like if I'm having a conversation with a person who has the same love, same passion, we could always have a fun time. We always run over time whenever we're on the phone. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry I mean, about that, but we always, have, we always have fun when we do this. No, I, I mean, it, it, it's cool, man. I, like I said, it, it, it actually worked out well. MMA was quiet this week, and there was just so much going on. Uh, wrestling wise, it's it's not a big deal. I, I try I try to keep things at ninety minutes, but you know we know that stuff is going to go over because of all the wrestling stuff. So no biggie, dude. No apologies needed. Yeah, I was in a bathroom. I was like, crap, he's on wrestling already. Shit, let me pull out my pants. <laughs> 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 like, oh, let me let me call it. Uh, secondly, I want to thank you again because giving us you know the, the the shine with the regular season sportscast. You know, guys, honestly, we love every minute that we're a part of this we love the shows that you know rageworks puts out there be a supporter of rageworks rageworks.net yo listen we 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 just want to be in the loop with everybody else and we want to bring more to you guys and uh next episode is coming up soon we're recording tomorrow more buffoonery more antics more ridiculousness and the audio will most likely be fixed. <laughs> yes, let's let, let's hope that is let's hope that we're is the still case. We're working on it, but it will, next show we're looking for perfection. Hey, uh, like like the boss did the House of Glory show. Listen, Friday, you guys are not up on it. You better go on it now. Big supporter, the regulars are in the building. We will be in there repping all day, every day. Dude, you should periscope that shit. I, I, that's what I'm saying. And I, I've been telling Brian, I'm Brian XL, I said, listen, you need to do more promotion for us, too. We are the, the show when we're in there. We're the show within the show. But <laughs> we're, we're working on that. Yeah, but you should just and periscope lastly, it while you're there. Like, like, be like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it'll, I, th- I think that you'd fucking do good with that, man. Oh, yeah. You know what? Thanks for the idea. I might test run that. I just got to find out who's going to be the dope who's going to hold the freaking phone for me when I do that. <laughs> And lastly, once again, to the guys who are downloading on Twitter, Instagram, for everybody out there, we can get us out there. Make sure you support, share, and give us the love because we do the same thing right back. And please, 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 please provide your input. We are a program (laughs) and we are a website that loves to hear your feedback. Absolutely. Be a part of it. Rageworks.net, we love to hear your feedback. Be it negative, be it good, be it questions, be it anything. Just be a part of it. We want to hear you. That's you right. You guys are awesome, man. Aside, aside from what Other Jay... Other than that? Aside from what Jay just said... Awesome. <laughs> I appreciate that. Aside from what Jay just said, I, I, everybody messages me about all the shows, and that's great, and I try to relay the messages to you guys. But again, uh, you know, 
Jay Jay's on Twitter. The Keith is on the, the Keith is on Twitter. Uh, ben Taylor, all those guys were on Twitter. You guys could reach out to them. They are all approachable. I mean, it's easier to go through me. That's fine, but you got you got they, like like Jay just said. Reach out to them directly. Let them know what the deal is. If they're gripes, if they're kudos, I mean, you know, that's why I gave props to um, uh, fuck, what the hell, poor guy, I forgot his name, off the top of my head. Um, oh, Javon Lewis, that guy, yeah, is awesome, Javon, man. Javon Lewis, Javon thank Lewis you. is awesome. That guy's always showing love, man. Yep. That, that's what I mean. If and Javon, my man, that's in the chat today. I, I, I gotta get his name because I've been watching it. That guy's been awesome too. Show me love on Twitter and all that. I that's love right. that too. There you go. All right, uh, last but not least, where can people find you on social media? I am at uh, MTRJ Santi on Twitter. On Instagram, I'm at R-E-D-2269. And soon we will have a regular season sportcast social media output for everybody. We'll get it to you guys soon, as well as get us at the Facebook page on RageWorks. That's, That's right. That's where we get everything. We get everything from you guys on the Facebook page. I see it. That's I'm right. I'm on there. I love Facebook. <laughs> Michael Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg should give me money for promoting his stuff. There Other you than go. that, love y'all guys, man. And I love RageWorks, and I love you, boss. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, brother. I will catch you later. Later. Peace. Peace. All right. Our very own Jay Santi. Follow him on Twitter. Check out the regular season sportscast on RageWorks.net. Uh, shows every week. You can see them. Li- well, correction. You can listen to them on RageWorks.net. You can find them by subscribing to My Take Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Of course, you can find episodes of MTR there as well. With that, I've given you guys my take on MMA and professional wrestling. As always, I'd love to hear yours Follow us on social media, Twitter, at MyTakeRadio, at Rage underscore Works. Become a fan on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Official RageWorks. We also have a board on Pinterest. If you're into Instagram, you can follow me there. It's uh, RageWorks underscore Rich. And as always, best source, RageWorks.net. As for archived versions of this show, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio for audio, Video, you can find it on YouTube, our two YouTube channels, Official, RageWorks, and My Take Radio TV. With that said, on behalf of myself, Jay, Slick, and the rest of the RageWorks MTR team, I will catch you guys next week. As always, thanks for your continued support. I am out of here. Peace! I'm rich, bitch! That's all, folks!